we're on. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, this could have been a bad situation, guys. We're having technical difficulties. Yeah, my mic keeps working and then not working. And we don't know if it's my mic, if it's the USB connection. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we have this really cheap, like, $10 microphone <laughs> that's not great, but I keep it as a backup, and yeah. I plugged it in, and at least that's working. So if it sounds weird today, you guys, or I sound super yeah. quiet, or Ashley it's sounds super loud, yeah, that's why, because yeah. it was that or not record today, so. Right, and we figured it's better just to get you guys an episode. Yes, so... um yeah, sorry. Now I feel all flustered. And I, like, slept horribly last night because, well, okay, like, I I texted you last night and told you about that guy that just, like, showed up at my door. Yes. And thank the Lord, you know, I've got a doorbell cam and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, like, I was able to talk to him through that mm-hmm. because I'm not a big fan of not answering the door either so that they don't – so that they don't think, like, someone's not home. Right. Um, And, like, break in or something. But – I had this whole drama with that guy telling him to, like, get off my property and leave, and I wasn't going to help him or let him come into my house and use my phone because, quote, his wasn't working, all that – just really shady. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like I always have, like, a little adrenaline rush after stuff like that. Just Mm. like, okay, make sure, you know, nothing happens, they don't come back, whatever. Right. You're, like, on high alert. Yes. Then we just got new neighbors, so I'm like – Okay, oh, I don't yeah. I don't want preconceived notions, but their dogs were barking all night long. And my bedroom butts right up to our backyard and has a sliding glass door, not a full wall. So they're like right outside my bedroom, these two giant dogs that are just barking all night. Mm. So I'm like <laughs> I kept like waking up and going back to sleep and so I'm like <laughs> So I feel like I didn't sleep very well and then <laughs> Now we have technical difficulties. And <laughs> anyways, um, none of this stuff is the end of the world, though. So <laughs> I'll just drink more coffee and it'll be fine. There you uh, go. Um, yeah. So I had a couple things for housekeeping. First of all, I had to say um, we never really said congratulations to our magazine winner, Serena. Oh, she was, yeah. She was the first one to email us within like – not even half an hour of the episode dropping. So yeah. I, a lot of you did that. So I know all y'all fast forwarded to the end of the episode. Yeah, there's or- no physical way for them to have possibly listened to the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love the enthusiasm though. Um, so I have a big pile of stuff that needs to go to the post office still. And so I'll be getting uh, your magazines out this week. But I just wanted to say like, I didn't forget about you and congratulations. Um, thank you for everyone who submitted. A bunch of you guys submitted and um, – and had the right answers. So I love that mm-hmm. so many of you guys uh, knew immediately. And Yeah. Uh, the answer in. was question of the week, by the yes. way. Yes. I was like trying to be specific and also vague. But you guys got it. I was worried that it was going to be too – I was like, is this too hard or is this – you know, a, a weird question, but so many people got it. So I was like, yeah, right, I guess it was a good question. It was a really good question. Um, and then what else? Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know if you saw this because you've probably been working up until mm-hmm. we just started recording, but did you see the last couple days? La- last week, the cast did a live on uh, MF Yapum's page. Okay. 
And Anul was basically the one kind of running it. Okay. And Karem showed up for a portion of it and mm-hmm. came in the trailer and like sat on Sarp's lap. I saw and, that. Okay. And well, I had tweeted like, oh, great. I wonder if the like you guys, the paparazzi are now going to start asking like if they're a thing or if they're together because, you know, yeah. and like all of Twitter caught on to mm-hmm. this. Like, like, oh, my gosh, watch the paparazzi now when they're going to be, you know, are they going to bug him about Sarp the way they bug him about Hyundai, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they took a behind – Ali John took a behind-the-scenes photo from um, – assuming it's a still from this week's upcoming episode, 27. Okay. It's like a big group selfie. and Hyundai, oh, yes. Okay, and Hyundai and Karam are kind of like – the whole group is all pushed, snuggled up together. But Hyundai and Karam right. are like cheek to cheek and mm-hmm. um, taking pictures. So, quote, these paparazzi got, quote, body language experts. Oh, my god! Basically saying like, you know – what this means right so (laughs) i love this cast so much so in the in just a couple days ago there's a group photo i think anul took it and karem and sarp are like hugging and cheek to cheek (laughs) in the photo and like super cheesy big big grins like you can totally tell they're cheesing right ashley this morning on anul's instagram story they had a whole it was him uh Sarp, Karem, and Hyundai. Okay. Sarp was like pretending to do Karem's makeup in the chair, you know, as <laughs> okay. they're all sitting in the hotel that they're at because they're filming um, on location right now. And they had the paparazzi news on the TV and they had that whole photo. Like they had this whole thing. They were talking about it. The the photo of Karem and Sarp. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, oh, Yeah. And they're all watching it, and Hande's face is so funny. She's just, like, staring, like, what the heck? And, like, Sarp and, Sarp and Karam are just, like, sitting in the makeup chair and um, watching it. And I'm, like, they literally trolled the paparazzi, and these morons fell for it. Like, yeah. like they're reporting on this. And then I couldn't, under- I couldn't understand everything that was being said in the clip from the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about John Yaman. And I think they were talking about him and Demet, like, comparing it. Like, oh, well, you know, like, he's in a relationship, too, and so is oh, she, brother. and blah, blah, blah. Like, and how everything went downhill from, epi- like, from episode 23 of EK <laughs> with the two of them as a couple and all that. Where it was just like, Because they really know what exactly. was going on in their personal lives. Exactly. Okay, sure. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I was just like, I just love that they totally trolled the paparazzi and it worked. Like, yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. So ridiculous. It was stinking hilarious. Uh, I <laughs> Good yeah. on them for that, like getting the better end of that situation though because oh, 100%. that has to be so maddening. Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yep. I I loved it. So um, I was like, That's oh my gosh, great. I have to tell Ashley about that because she's probably working right now and she's probably yeah. not going to see anything before we record, but – Oh, so yeah. funny. I was like, oh bra- bravo to them. So <laughs> Seriously. Anyways. Oh, um, so good. I think that was all my major. Oh, and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who sends DMs, emails, all of that. Like, you guys are just really awesome. Um, I – there are certain days – because I was constantly checking them, and then I was mm. just like, this takes too much time. Like, but I do want to try to read, you know, what people send us. Right. And so – there's – I've basically been like, okay, there's going to be like two days a week that I really like sift through this stuff. That's a good idea. So just so you guys know, if you don't get an answer or I haven't – you know, the message isn't marked as read, it's not because I'm ignoring you. 
or anything like that. I just – there's a lot of you and I love and appreciate it so, so much. Like it blows my mind that this many people want to reach out to us on a regular basis. Yeah. Guys, this is like Kristen's job. Like this <laughs> is – I and, and I'm not being dramatic or facetious with this because you do so much on our social media and stop, everything. Stop. No, no. But honestly, like I could not do it. I would just get overwhelmed and then I wouldn't answer anybody that, because that is what – that is my coping mechanism <laughs> because I would just, you know, and and you're so much more like – sociable and talkative that you're able to engage with people like I feel like and not that I'm unable to engage with people but right. if it's me messaging someone versus you I'm it I'm not it's just gonna be different like <laughs> like the difference in length of Hyundai and Karem's interview answers like right like Hyundai gives these like one sentence answers and then the same question to Karem and his is like two paragraphs long <laughs> And honestly, and the th- the thing is, there there's nothing wrong with either one. Mm-mm. But I feel like because of the enthusiasm of our listeners, that I feel like they wouldn't get enough from me, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would end up feeling bad. I would end up feeling like like I'm not meeting their enthusiasm enough or something. <laughs> I don't know. So this is just perfect for you in particular. And so I hope everybody knows that Kristen works really hard on all this stuff. And yeah, it takes – like I can't even imagine. <laughs> it stresses me out just thinking about it <laughs> because it's so much – even though you're not verbally talking, it's so much talking. Yeah. And, and that just – You're still using your brain to like – yeah. engage yeah yeah and thinking no. about that i'm like oh my gosh i'm already so tired well but you also have to do that all day for work like That's literally true. communicate like that all day for your job that you're doing That's from home true. i'm and constantly emailing answering yeah. text messages phone calls yeah uh doing field trips and yeah it's, right yeah. and i coordinate weddings you guys so as you can imagine <laughs> i haven't really done that in almost a year because uh-huh. covid so i have a lot of downtime at home and Thing. I yeah. mean, not that I don't have things I have to get done and responsibilities as an adult, but No, yeah. but you're not doing a normal 40-hour work week like right. I am, which right. is totally fine. And that is why it's one of the many reasons that you're perfect for that portion of this job. Yes, it just works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I know I always tell you thank you, but, but literally I am so thankful well, that you're the other half of this podcast. <laughs> If it were just me, I would have failed so long ago. I know. I sit here and think about people like Rod, like who basically also always has like one. I mean, I know he's got a couple podcasts where he'll have like guest hosts. Like we've both been on. Yeah, but he has like three podcasts that That are just him. It's just him. And I mean, they're, I love them. They're great. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, I enjoy talking, but I enjoy talking with other people. Like, right. I don't like know the fact that, that could... it's you. Like, if it were anybody else, I don't know that this would have kept going. <laughs> because you and I, we've known each other for so long. And yeah. Everything. It's so easy. Yeah. And it's funny because our tastes and preferences are different enough that there's mm-hmm. always something to like discuss or not debate, but, you right. know, but similar enough that we enjoy the same things mm-hmm. and then can like gush about them so it just it exactly. just works out 
Basically, oh. you guys, we have the perfect friendship. So, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's not it's, perfect. Well, no, it's not. Oh, good lord, it's not. <laughs> but, but, but it's funny because I do. And sorry, guys, we're like going on about this, but you know um, what? People like some people like <laughs> our small talk. I always am like, okay, hurry, let's get it out of the way, and we'll dive into it. And I'm like, right. oh my gosh, we've been chit chatting for 15 minutes, but people like it. So okay, well, <laughs> it's just funny because um, my brother in law, his now his fiance, um, she and I were talking. Trevor proposed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, did I not tell you that? No. I mean, oh, I I, I figured it was. I knew it was like coming. Like New Year's Eve, he proposed. Oh, yes. yay! So they're getting married, and I'm really excited oh <laughs> because my I love her. <laughs> yes, congratulations! So she's watching Arkejikush right now. Yes, she's yes, like in the twenties, and she's like, "Yeah, I had to stop listening to the podcast though because we were spoilery." You guys, yes, I was like, "I'm so sorry. I felt really bad." I was like, "We had just both." already seen it and mm-hmm. it we were really careful at the beginning and then we kind of just stopped being yeah. careful so she's like it's fine it's fine she's like there's something about you guys though like you're dynamic i think Aww. because you're something about your friendship she's like she's like i feel like i'm with my friends when i listen to Aww. you <laughs> so many like seriously you guys, we get so many messages from people that say that, and it's like seriously. I swear, every time I read it, I'm still floored. Like, I know, I, I know, I love it, and it always makes me think of that meme where it's that uh, kid. Yes. <laughs> it's like that kid <laughs> sitting by himself with like a thing of like ice a cream, poster. but it's a poster of like four girls, and he's sitting there like pretending to have a conversation with them. And it says what it feels like to listen to podcasts. <laughs> so funny. And we're on the other side of that too, you guys, because we have podcasts that we love. That, oh, totally. That we are like the same thing, like when they're talking, especially when it's like books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Da, da, da. Like, so we totally mm-hmm. get the other, the listener side of that. So the fact that there's people who feel that way about us is, I don't think that will ever get old. Like, no, it, I don't it, think so. It just blows my mind that I'm like, we just, are relatable to so many people or just and connected to so many people like yeah so i love hearing from each and every one of you yeah please know that um so yeah so thank you guys all of you who reach out um, yes and yeah and then oh <laughs> i don't I, this is probably mostly for our facebook group but i was at i told you guys this already but i was at the grocery store yesterday i had to get a few things and i got in the checkout line and I like look over, you know how the stand, they always have just random like candy and stuff and mints and gum like uh, in the checkout line. Yes. And there was a three pack of Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> and they're probably always there. I just probably never paid close enough attention. Of course, yeah. But now, now, now that we you see them everywhere, now, now we're all so aware of them. Yes. And so I saw them and it caught me off guard and I like did like this like choke giggle thing. <laughs> and the cashier like looked at me and I was like, chuckling i picked them up and i just like tossed it on the belt i was like well i have to get these now yeah and he was just looking at me with the weirdest look on his face because it probably made zero sense why i was laughing at a pack of chocolate (laughs) but i was like you guys have all ruined me you've corrupted me now Mm -hmm. i can't think of anything but because somebody on twitter and i don't know who originated it but somebody basically started referring to sarah khan's ferrero rochers (laughs) You, if you don't know what that is, you'll figure it out. 
Well, I didn't actually see that, but one of our listeners, Crystal, did, and she shared about it in our Facebook group, and now it's just caught, like, wildfire, and we yeah. have, like, so, like, one girl was, like, I was at Costco and couldn't resist and bought, like, the jumbo pack of them, <laughs> and, like, so we all always share pictures whenever we are having or seeing Ferrero Rochers, and Moran even made a sticker, a WhatsApp sticker, that is two Ferrero Rochers, and it says, Sercon's Ballots. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was it because she made me a bunch of Karem stickers for my birthday <laughs> for the app, oh and gosh. that was one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh, Moran, I love you. Me too. Oh, it. Oh, so anyways, Ooh. if if Ferrero Rochers are forever changed for me, we're forever changing oh, them for yeah. you guys too. Forever, so. forever. There's Anyhow. no going back now. Nope, nope. <laughs> um, but I I think that was all the quote housekeeping I had. It was just all ch- chatty stuff I wanted to um, talk about. So okay, here we are, seventeen minutes in. I think we can. I know we can start talking about the episode. Um, yeah. Before we do, when we hit certain plot points, do you want to just do what we did last week and, like, yeah. compress them? Because, like, a null, a null, Angan and Pearl's storyline. Uh-huh. Excuse me, the whole AAA thing. Mm-hmm. That – I had a smidgen of hope that we were, like, oh. like I know. Me too. And then they took it away and I was, yeah. like, you all are terrible. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's smart. That okay. was a, another good – chunk of the episode too yeah um, you guys it only took me it only took me three hours to watch the episode last night which yeah as you all know usually it's like four or five and mm-hmm. that was with taking a break to make dinner in between so Dang. i and i finished before 8 p.m which most of the time it's like 11 or midnight so i was like wow yeah i started around 8 30 and i was done two hours later mm-hmm. N- not with um I had already watched like 45 minutes, but yeah. with whatever I had left, I was like, oh, okay, this is faster. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyhow. Um, so yeah, opening okay. scene. We actually don't pick up where we left off. We pick up a little bit later. Right. So we're post-breakup and Edda is at Baba Ane's. She's clearly upset and grandma is very happy. <laughs> And she's kind of just telling Ida that she needs to move on from the past and spend time with her new friends like Sanonbei. Yeah. So we're – you're very transparent, Grandma, and we can all see through right through you. And, you know, it's the, also the wrong thing to say to Ida and she can see right through Grandma that he – because she's like, oh, so he's your main contender then – for the guy that you have in mind for me to marry, obviously, or for a groom, I think she says. And she's like, well, I don't think uh, – because she's like – grandma's like, oh, no, you know, he's just a nice guy. And she's like, yeah, I don't think either of you are innocent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she's like, you know, he doesn't know anything about you and Sercon, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's – he basically is like a fresh, clean slate type of a thing. And I'm like, yeah, you're anything but maybe fresh, but not clean for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and she's like, Edda, the only thing I want is to rebuild a relationship and become a family again. But and it's like, that's not what, like, I mean, I know we've probably beat this dead horse, but mm-hmm. like, 
Aisha Ghoul, her the actual actress who mm-hmm. pl- who portrays this woman, is great. Yes. I mean, her voice is very villainy. Like her whole presence is very villainy. Like she very. does it well. I just am still struggling with her true motive because of the fact that I'm like, okay, we're gonna learn in the next scene, like what really ended up happening to Alptakine. Mm. So it's like you you got some revenge on this dude and you clearly have him under your thumb. So mm-hmm. again, this like hell-bent thing on destroying this family and destroying your granddaughter and hurting her because you supposedly know what's best for her, even mm-hmm. though you haven't known her since she was five years old. Like it, it's it's just a bit of a weak – it's just a little weak for me. Like – well, and she's telling her she wants her to be happy and she wants her to be okay. And Edda's like, well, I'm not okay. <laughs> and I, again, I, I still think that it's control is mm-hmm. her whole motive and yeah. that it's her idea of what is good mm-hmm. and okay for Edda and her idea of what will make Edda happy Yeah, when she doesn't even know at all. Yeah. That's true because she does keep mumbling like, this is for your own good as she's like walking, you know, right. to herself, not really Edda, but yeah. Yeah. So Edda's exhausted and she starts to head out and grandma tells her, I don't want you to come to work tomorrow. And she's like, it's time to put off this matter. And Edda doesn't really say anything. Mm-mm. She just kind of is like, ugh. And walks mm. away and yeah. <laughs> leaves. So she hasn't technically agreed to not come to work. And we find out the next morning that she's like, screw you, Grandma. I'm coming to work. Um, but yeah, so it's the next morning. And this is what you were talking about, right? With Idon and Serkan? Yes. So Idon is at um, Serkan's house. And um, – and, you know, he's basically like, I could have come to you, mom. She's like, no, no, I was out. Like, I just wanted to check on you, that kind of thing. He basically is like, listen, I'm sure someone's messing with us because, like, of what's happening to dad. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, what's happening? He's, and he's like, he got eight months for that, um, for his supposed counterfeit money or embezzlement, mm-hmm. whatever it actually was. And um, Idon kind of is like, oh, really? Did he now in the Bahamas? Maybe I'll take my summer vacation there. And I'll, like, she's totally reveling in it, like, mm-hmm. that she's going to parade around in front of the prison and, you know, all that stuff, which, hey, we love a petty queen and especially towards him and what he did to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm here for it. And of course, Serkan's kind of looking at her like, okay, mom, that's enough. Like, and she's like, okay, okay. Which part of me? I was like, no. Like, I, not that I'm saying Serkan. I believe Serkan would be suspicious of his dad really doing counterfeit money because he's never done something like that before. But I – Plus, aren't they rich? Right. There's no reason. <laughs> so I'm like, I could see him being suspicious of that, but not him actually like really truly defending his dad. Like mm. he – the literally the last thing he said to the man was, I never want to see you again. I want you to leave and I want to never see you again. Yeah. And he meant it. So I'm like, uh, I'm not really on board with the whole he was like ready to hop a plane to the Bahamas to go help him or even the fact that he's like telling his mom not to revel in the fact that the man who cheated on her Mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of getting his, even if it was from a fabricated thing, like, right, almost like, well, he's guilty of other stuff. Kind of like what Edda said, like, listen, it was wrong of you to do this, but if you think I'm going to cry over Alptakin Bola, like, you're wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel bad for that man. Um. 
that's more what I expected from him. Like, yeah, I know he didn't do this, but if you think I'm actually going to feel bad for him, forget it. Yeah. That's more what I expected from Sircon. But also, though, when it comes to parents, it's such a messy thing. Like, we can say yeah. one thing, and then when it comes down to it, it's like, well, that's still my mom. That's still my dad. And, you know, so. Yeah. So, Aidan, at that point, she can tell something's wrong. Mm-hmm. With Sarkhan. So she's like, what's going on? What's up? I can tell your, by your face that there's something happening. And so he kind of admits that it's Eda. And she is like, oh, I'll go talk to her. Because <laughs> she's not she's not really talking to me either. And, of course, Sarkhan's like, no, mom, please. Don't get involved. Deal. Exactly. Yeah. Which is very Sarkhan. Oh, I to say. A hundred percent. So – Meanwhile, Ed is telling the girls, kind of catching them up on the – well, and by the girls, I just mean Duren and Melo. Fifi was nowhere to be found this episode. Yeah. So I don't know if Sitare had other engagements or commitments because, you know, I know she's in a band and one of her songs was, like, used in a different DZ recently. Like, so I don't know if she's, oh, like – cool. Yeah. So I don't know if she was um, busy with stuff like that or what, but Fifi's absent. So okay. anytime I mention the girls, I just mean those two and Ida. So – She's catching the girls up on the drama, kind of what she had to do, how she needs to find a- – I do love that she was like – immediately we are told like, I need to find a way out of this because I'm not going to lose Sarkhan again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So she's making it clear this is temporary. She mm-hmm. did this because she was backed into a corner, but now she's got to work on like, um, you know, um, cornering Semiha, finding a weak spot, something she can use against her so that she can yeah. undo this before it's too late. So – um. They are – and they're walking to work mm-hmm. uh, when this is happening. And yeah, so, they're like right outside. So as they're kind of chit-chatting, Sarkhan's car pulls up and Melo <laughs> and Jiren are like uh, – excuse me, are like, oh, you know, kind of under their breath. Like, he's here, he's here, act natural, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Ed does like, wait, he's here? What? He's this? Like, <laughs> listen, I love this scene so too. much. I actually wound up adding it to that chemistry thread I made for each episode. Mm. And I made two for this episode because um, I was like, you know what? On rewatch, I really love this scene. So I was like, okay, episode 26 is getting a second a second addition to this thread because it is so perfect. She's like freaking out. She's um, stressing about what to do. And he just gets out of his car all cool and collected, very Sarcon-like. Mm-hmm. And he – the way he br- – I called this the Sarcon sidewalk brush off um, or his his cold shoulder – yeah, because he breezes right by mm-hmm. without so much as a glance at no, her. No, but his cheek, like, grazes her nose, mm-hmm. and her eyes are, like, glazed over a little bit, and, like, you can just tell she's, like, overwhelmed. He's, like, all up in her space, but it's so uh-huh. quickly, before she yep. can even process that he's, like, all surrounding her, he's gone. and So good. And, you know, I love it because there's this longing staring as he continues to walk into the building. Melo yeah, kind of – she's makes, like in a trance. Yes. That's a perfect way to put it. It's so good. Melo is like, my Iniste, like he didn't even say good morning. Like he really is her. Like, you know, because no matter what, he's always been kind to Melo and he just walked by without saying a word. And he's in – so he's inside the lobby mm-hmm. and I love it because Ed does like – Wait, did he really just walk by? Was that Sarakon? And they're like, yes. She's like, doesn't he smell so good? <laughs> well, and then when we see him inside, he's 
obviously not unaffected. Uh-huh. Because he's like keeps glancing out there mm-hmm. and he's asking Layla, okay, what's going on? He sees Saman because Saman arrives and yeah. he's like, oh, what is that idiot doing here? He's all mad. And then <laughs> he's like having Layla tell him everything that's going on uh-huh. as they're, quote, looking over this file together. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I love the – Layla's like his perfect wingman with all oh. of this stuff. It's so good. I totally agree. Um, so they're doing that. Saman and Edda chit-chat a little bit outside. He's basically kind mm-hmm. of offering her a shoulder to cry on. Like, right. I know what it's like to be separated. And she's like, oh, clearly you talk to Semi-Hi. I see, like, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. They kind of end that conversation. And he walks in. And Serkan and Saman kind of have this chat in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where Serkan's basically like, yeah, I know you're not actually here to see me. Like, yeah, and, and kind of this double talk, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they have a bit of a tense conversation and Saman's like, okay, see you inside. And then I love it because Layla's like, it is coming in. It is coming in. And so then they start talking about this clause very loudly about yeah. canceling this clause, all this stuff until she walks by. <laughs> and as she walks away, I love it because Sarah like, okay, Layla, I need a personal favor from you, <laughs> um, which we don't ever hear what that is, but I assume it's just to keep tabs and Mm-hmm. Or that he – what winds up being later the whole construction site thing because when Layla's like reluctant to tell Edda where mm. he is, I wonder if they were kind of maybe setting that up too. That would make sense. Yeah. So um, – but like you said, perfect wingman. Like she's, yep. she's, she's awesome. She's always got his back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so, then – go ahead. No, go ahead. Just the whole – I was – from the live watch um, – well, actually, I didn't see this particular scene in the live watch. I didn't uh, – but for, because I was late because the summary ended so early. And mm-hmm. God bless all of you who were, like, texting me, like, Kristen, you're nowhere to be found and the the summary ended. Um, but um, – so I missed this in the live watch. But there are several scenes throughout this episode that during the live watch I was like, okay, Granny's not buying this, right? Because the fact that I – commend edda for the way she didn't just like all of a sudden say oh i love you how she was like you know i considered what you said and Mm -hmm. it's not going to be easy because things are bad between us like so edda's performance was good because she wasn't just like all about baba ane because that would have been super suspicious she does basically say like i do want to try even though things are bad and it's going to be hard work for us to get there like you're Mm -hmm. right i do want to try for us to like get to know each other and be family mm-hmm. and but still baba ane being like oh my gosh that makes me so happy i'm like that's all i want of course but i'm like this woman's buying this like i know i don't i don't think she fully trusts it either right and i think we see that in this episode well and we actually i marked a couple times where we get clues before the big uh almost final scene between them mm-hmm. um where I'm like, okay, these are definite clues that she's not buying into this. Like, mm-hmm. that she's also playing a game. Um, that she's playing the same game Edda is. So, yeah. yeah because – anyways. So, they kind of decide, yes, we're going to get to know each other. We're going to try to make things – build a bridge, whatever. Right. And then there's a meeting, right? Yeah. So, they have a staff meeting. I said staff meeting about semen <laughs> because <laughs> – Because Sarah Sarah Khan, 
Basically, Serkan dropped the project with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're not working with this fool anymore. And everyone starts to kind of question him. Right. And he challenges Edda because even Edda fairly questions him. Engin, uh, not mm-hmm. Erdem. Engin <laughs> is like, okay, well, why are we doing this? Even Edda is like, we already did all this work. Yeah. They just don't really understand. And he's like, oh, well, why are you so interested in I know that you're still working with him or something like that. He mm-hmm. he kind of just challenges her with that. But essentially, um, he's like, I'm not going to work with people I don't trust. Yep. So that's his whole reasoning. And he has to kind of uh, – he ends up basically telling them, this is my choice. Suck it up. Yeah. Well, because very – which and I understand – Oh, um, me too. If fairy, I were furry, like, I would feel the same way. Yes. So I'd I be like this company is bigger than your jealousy or whatever you're right. using to make this decision. Right. And so I applaud and agree with what Fairy said, mm-hmm. but I also um agree with what Sarkon said because I think they're talking about two different feelings. Because mm. Fairy's like, this is a business, you can't act on your feelings. Like and right. Sarakon says, sometimes it's necessary to act with feelings, not logic. And while, yes, that is true with matters of the heart and with business, I don't think he was referring to his feelings for Edda. I think he was referring to his gut feeling of just, there is something about this dude I don't trust that goes beyond Edda. Like, well, and we find that out later too, when him and Fairy finally sit down and have a full dis- full on discussion about it. Yes, and, and I love that they did that. I yes, love me that too. they did that. Like me I am too. just so here for this. Like Well, and he pr- I think Serkan could see and could tell how upset Fairy was mm-hmm. because him and Jaren end up getting in a fight about this. Yeah. Um and Fairy is like thinking that Serkan is basically mismanaging this company. Mm-hmm. And Fairy is a partner now. Mm-hmm. So um And is a businessman himself. So Exactly. He, he exactly. does have some he does have a not just a stake in this, but a leg to stand on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they do finally have that conversation and Serkan is like, look I know what you're assuming, mm-hmm. but this really isn't it. It's about Seiman himself. I had just have issues with him. I don't think that he's right for us to work with. And this is also, you know, if, if you think about it, this is nothing that Serkan has never done in the past, especially early days Serkan, where he would just make decisions and it's like, sorry, yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, I – this whole thing was was really interesting and I was glad that Serkan took that stand mm-hmm. with separating the company from them. Stupid brown nose Balja. She was – that like so irritated me during this meeting when she cuts in and she's like, Serkan Bay is the captain of this ship and we should just trust him to steer us mm-hmm. in the right direction. It's like, oh, shut up. Like you've known him for like three days. Hush. Ugh. It was oh I could not stand her this, this episode. I mean we can never stand her, but this was especially I don't know what it was this episode. I was like, I'm sick of her uh-huh. stupid face. I'm sick of her stupid voice. And I'm guys, I'm not talking about the actress. I'm talking about <laughs> Bulja herself. <Yes. laughs> it's like I want her gone. Yeah, the actress is clearly doing her job if this is yeah. how we feel about her. Oh, so definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um and it's funny because one of 
the girls. Oh my gosh, you guys, if you're not following, I think her handle is the Black Deezy on Twitter. Oh, I, the, yeah, the the Black and the Deezy? Is that what I, she I think is? that's what her, her name is, the Black oh, and the Deezy. Okay. I think but her, her actual handle, handle is just the Black Deezy. Okay. Oh my gosh. She is so, so funny. I'm sorry. I don't even know your actual name, but it doesn't matter. You are stinking hilarious. She was posting – she posted something last night and was like, I love how committed this fandom is to not actually calling Balja by her name. We all have these, like, nicknames for her. And people were, like, quote tweeting with all the different things they call her. Mm-hmm. Um, and – because, you know, my personal favorite is Bunny Boiler, and she especially cements that status this oh episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I like ball crap. That's my favorite. Yes. Ball crap. Um, Baklava Bar- is another one. <laughs> Barfa is Barfa. a widely used one. Yes. <laughs> um, there was another one that somebody had. I should have written it down because it was really funny. Um, and now, of course, I can't think of it. But anyways, just go follow the Black DZ, you guys. She is <laughs> a delight and hilarious. And I just adore her. So she tweeted us and was like, um, I think sometimes people accidentally tag me. When they mean to tag you, she's like, I think they think we're, like, affiliated. And so she's like, guys, don't affiliate them with my hot mess. Like, and I was like, listen. <laughs> so funny. I love your hot mess. So <laughs> she just cracks me up. So anyways, I That's was like, awesome. I want to give her a shout out. So um, anyhow, um, so basically the meeting's kind of excused and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Baba Ane winds up signing off on it because Edda asks her to. Like, listen, we've hurt yeah. him. I think this is the least we can do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and at first I was like, Edda, why are you, like, you're trying to convince your grandma of this, you know, desire to be a family with her. But it also wouldn't be logical for her to just pretend all of a sudden her feelings for Sarah Connor gone just because she broke up with him. So I was sure. like, okay, you know what? No, this actually makes sense that she's mm-hmm. not pretending that they aren't there. So her just saying like, we hurt him a lot. Can we at least just give him this to keep him calm? Right. You know, so he doesn't nothing, it doesn't build up and get worse. So Baba Ane winds up signing off on it. And um, under one know. condition. Oh, yes. Under that one she condition. continues to work with the dub king. Yeah. <laughs> and so – she Edda has to keep working with him yes. and doing the landscaping for him. Okay, so when, I almost took a screenshot of this to make a meme out of it because when Baba Ani's like, "Yes, he really loves your landscape," I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure he does." <laughs> yeah, we all know that's true. Mm-hmm. So, um, Engin kind of comes in. We we just kind of just get more of them trying to convince Serkan to not do this because it means like we're going to have penalties to pay from Mm -hmm. a broken contract. Sarkon's like, fine, I'll pay for it myself. Yeah, like out of my personal accounts. Mm -hmm. Farid argues back and makes points about Sarkon, you know, like you had said, not Mm -hmm. acting on his emotions. Um, And then, yeah, they get that all fixed. Um, And then we do a switch over to the Bolats, right? Yeah, okay, let's just talk about this. Ugh, so yeah. Idon is so getting ready to go out for a walk because she stalked Alexander's social media and knows where he works out. So she's just going to also happen to be working out and doing sports. Yeah, just a little light stalking, guys. Mm-hmm. That's not desperation at all. And again, I know we talked about this last week. I don't – Ifer has been bugging me for a long time. So she's a whole other story. But either – doesn't know which way is up. No, like, she does not. I, 
she doesn't know who she is. She no. doesn't know <laughs> what's going on with anybody. No. She's just in her own little world. Yes. And I, Don, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Your divorce papers are barely, like, you know, filed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And suddenly you're, like, gaga over this chef. I don't like this. I don't like this triangle thing. So here's basically what it is. She and Ifer are basically doing the exact same things this entire episode. Mm-hmm. They they both have planned to, like, meet Alexander where he does his sports as a, quote, coincidence. And, you know, so they all three wind up at this – it's not – oh, my gosh. I don't even remember the name of the sport they're it's doing. It's Aikido. Aikido. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, you know – they Japanese. Yes. And so they wind up – doing this together he's kind of giving them pointers and like all this stuff winds up they wind up having to you know fight each other but it turns into this like middle school hair pulling thing yeah it's i didn't very realize, adolescent it's very yeah, childish it's very stupid and i don't like it because it's reducing these two women mm-hmm. to like just these sniveling teenagers yeah and i yeah it, it's just like you know what they're both better than this like i fear mm-hmm. has needed i fear has needed some calibration for a while now with her character i've been sick of how against sarah and edda she is because at this point she really doesn't have a reason for it like all of her issues tend to be with either idon or Alptikin, and you know yeah. she knows the whole story on why sarah wound up hurting her you know and doesn't hold him responsible for the fact that you know his dad is the reason that her brother and his wife died like right so it's like I, I don't really fully get her whole thing against them. Mm-hmm. I really, really don't get it when it's very clear that she and her mom are in agreement about that. Like where I'm like, shouldn't it be a giant red flag to you that if you're in agreement with your mother about something, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just so focused on her little world of Alexander. Mm-hmm. And it's just – and I'm not against either of these women finding love at their ages. I think that's a great story to tell. But the way they're telling it is – being done very poorly. Like, yeah, I agree. So basically, there's a bunch of situations like this. They keep winding up in the same position, uh, same uh, location as Alexander, or whatever. Mm-hmm. At one point, Alexander's at the nursery with both of them and mm-hmm. tells Ifair he needs a single red rose. He goes on and on about this special person it's for and how he all this yeah, stuff. He loves him like family. Blah blah blah. Right. So it's you know kind of become clear to them that oh he's got a woman he's after so he really isn't trying to like make something happen with either of us like mm-hmm. so i had hope because they both wind up stalking him at this restaurant to see who he's going to give the rose to yeah and i was like oh we're gonna see that he's he's you know on a date or something like yes, this and this and will was, all end yes and the fact that they both were that idon's like look can we acknowledge that we're being childish about this like you know, we're both chasing after the same man. We're like, so they have this conversation about how juvenile it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, thank God we're going to be moving on from this. But then as it turns out, this dude's only giving a rose to the waitress of the month. He, like, gives – he gives uh, an award out every month, like, employee of the month, basically. Mm-hmm. But he gives a rose to whoever it's for. And so – And this that, girl has won, like, six months – yeah, no. she's like a great employee. She's awesome. She's wonderful. So clearly yeah. what he was referring to was not a romantic love or appreciation for this mystery girl. It was mm-hmm. boss employee. So then they're right back where they started. They're like, yep. oh, so he's still up for grabs. Here we go again. And I'm like, yeah. okay, can we send this dude back to Yasak Elma or wherever he came from? <laughs> like, 
seriously. <laughs> I'm done with it. I was excited for this when it was just him and I fair so was corresponding I. via like text, yep. Instagram. Yeah. But I don't like what it's turned into and I'm done no. with it. I'm done with yeah. it. I don't like what it's made I don't. I don't like what it's made I fair and mm-hmm. that needs to go. Yeah. Because so that's when, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, because then we move on if you want to talk about this next quote kind of almost triangle. Yes. This is how you do a funny like love triangle. Yes. So Erdem is kind of annoying, Melo and Layla, and then Tahir comes in and this is this sparks Erdem and Tahir pairing up and Melo and Layla pairing up because Layla likes Tahir, but Tahir <laughs> likes Melo and they're both going to the subsequent buddies mm-hmm. to try to get a spark. They keep talking about this spark. We uh-huh. need to get a spark between the two of you if yes. this is going to work. Because Melo doesn't want Tahir, but Layla. She's so annoyed by him. She, it's so <laughs> it's so good. She's like the way Fifi is with her dem. Uh-huh. It's so, but in her Melo way, and it's stinking Yes. Adorable. Just the fact that she chopped her hair off. Like, oh my gosh, I love okay, that. Okay, I'm guessing the actress just cut her hair anyways and but, they probably just wrote it in but i to, love how they wrote it, it in yes, yes because he's like oh yeah. i love a woman with long hair and then she's like i'm chopping my hair off and then she does it's so good <laughs> guys that's so something i would do it oh, I, I know i'm more the melo but you're right that is but a- that's doing something like that like oh you like you mm-hmm. like long hair well say goodbye to my long hair <laughs> yeah i'm more like Oh, I just went through a breakup. Let me go drastically change my hair. Like yes, although I've done the same thing. I I got a nose piercing, mm-hmm. and yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this starts a whole series of them trying to get the other one. It, they're they're each trying to set each other up with a meet cute situation. Yes. That's basically what they're trying to do. They're like, it's going to be like the movies and then this is what always happens. Mm-hmm. So we get some situations where it's funny because they kind of start this at the beginning. Yes. And then um, we don't see it for throughout. a long time. Mm-hmm. And then it's right at the end too. But they each kind of have their own qualifications mm-hmm. for, well, if you do this, I'm only going to do this for you. Like, Erdem's like, fine, I'll help you if you get information from me about Fifi. Mm-hmm. And Tahir's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And Melo, geez, her qualification <laughs> is that she wants to get Erdem fired. She is out for blood. <laughs> she is. I was like, dang, Melo is savage. Well, and I love that Layla's like, I don't really want to get him fired. She's like, but I really do want a chance with this guy. So I guess I'll try to help you find whatever evidence. Like, I love that she has a bit of a moral crisis with it, but not enough to disagree with uh-huh, it. Exactly. Exactly. So they, you know, they tell each other. Mm-hmm. This, it's all just kind of ongoing. And yeah. then the way that it all ends up at the end of the episode <laughs> is Melo's giving Layla lessons on how to knock into Tahir. So she, and then, oh, I dropped this file. Uh-huh. It's it's gonna it's basically a parallel of what Jaren and Farid did, yes. where it's like, oh hey, let's recreate our meeting. And they did that all cute. And so Melo's trying to do that with Layla and mm-hmm. Tahir. But Erdem totally like hijacks ruins. it yes. well he hijacks it because he hears them talking about it mm-hmm. <laughs> so right when Tahir is about to knock into Layla Erdem yells for him and then 
whisks him off uh-huh. so that he's not around the girls. Then later on, he shoves Tahir <laughs> into Melo. Okay, so before he does that, though, they're having a whole conversation about it because Tahir's like, that's not really how this works. Oh, yes. That's how movies are. And he's like, listen. He's like, been- the girl is always the one holding the file. Why am I holding the file? And I love it. And this was a, a little hint about the end yep, of the episode. A little foreshadowing. Because Airdem's like, listen, this is 2021. Like, <laughs> um, what does he say? Like, men can be the ones to hold the files and drop things women propose uh he like lists off all these things he's like it's a new age <laughs> yes and um so i love that he does that and then yeah so melo's coming and then he yeah. just shoves him he out shoves him and melo's like what the heck is wrong with you <laughs> she's like you're gonna knock a person over she gets all mad and of course it doesn't work at all there's no, no she spark just yells she at just him gets mad Tells him to go sit in his car. Like, she's just so – I love it. But I also – and I, I do love and appreciate that because she's our, like, little sweet romantic. And mm. I love that she's not just totally flustered by his attention. Yeah. I yeah. do like that she is, like, annoyed with him. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't hate if she winds up, like – if Tahir winds up being a good guy and he's not, you know, just totally. Bob- not he's more than just Baba Ane's uh henchman or whatever. Right. But I like wouldn't hate if he kind of like broke down her walls a little bit mm-hmm. in regards to him. But I love that she's making him work for it. Even if she's not that's yes. not actually her intention is not to make him work for it. She just yes. really is annoyed by him. Uh yep. I love I love it. So <laughs> yeah, so that's essentially those two side plots. And then we'll mm-hmm. get to Pearl and Ingen when we first get there. But yeah. Well, even this next part, we can almost kind of sum up because Ada has basically decided to start on a war with Grandma. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if Grandma wants to play, then we're going to play. Yeah. And I'm going to go by her tactics. So she starts spying on her Grandma. And she hears about some secret document that Baba Ane has pay- is paying for. Mm-hmm. She's going to meet up with somebody. And um, she ends up, <laughs> during all these different scenes, spying on grandma. Mm-hmm. She sees her put this whole – she sees her meet up with a guy. When he brings this document to her, he's like, I could – I almost lost my life getting this information. Mm-hmm. I hope you appreciate it. I do hope we find out what the heck that information is. I know. So weird. I'm like, is it pictures? Is it – who knows? Um. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's like, what, it, Baba Ane, what are you involved with? <laughs> yeah, we still don't know what the heck she is. Are you mafia? Are you just really rich and can get people to do whatever you want? Like, yeah. What? I know. I, I mean, I know they're, I know she's like head of like a jewelry empire and in Karem's other DZ, like that's his front for the mafia is his jewelry <laughs> shop. So like maybe she is mafia and she also has a jewelry empire she's using as a front um, oh maybe so maybe she's just a mob boss <laughs> yeah and maybe she and pearl's dad are associates because this dude is hella mysterious too and we don't know anything about him but he's got men who like yeah what? he's got henchmen himself yes, exactly <laughs> who kidnap his own daughter and uh-huh. <laughs> follow her and her new husband wherever they go so weird it is super weird but basically she's following her she sees 
Grandma get the document. She sees her put it in her safe. She ends up, her and Melo team up so that they can get the safe code. And then at the end of the episode, when Ada finally gets in there, unlocks the safe, it's like, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what's in the envelope. Yeah. And then Baba Ane walks in and she's like, oh, you thought you could play with me, stupid little girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I was like, jeez. I know. And we can go into that scene in more detail when we get there. Right. But um, that was one of the other hints, though, that I felt like Baba Ane was showing us that, like, she's on to Edda. Because mm. how very pointedly she's like, oh, yes, you know me, an old woman. It sucks because I have to keep all my important information in this so red obvious. notebook. So, like, she was clearly pointing Edda to that notebook. And mm-hmm. even when Melo first fails to – um Get it. When get she it. G- gets um, Sayman and, uh-huh. and Grandma out of her office and then Grandma goes literally – very purposefully walks back and yep. grabs the notebook and yeah. gives Melo a look as she's mm-hmm. walking out. So I'm like, okay, these were all hints that we were being given that Baba Ane was onto them. Totally. And then, of course, we were proven right in that almost yep. final scene. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then Engen and Perul have missed. Uh, Ingen's like, hey, that car was at our house this morning. Now it's outside here. And he's kind of fixated because he keeps seeing it all throughout the day, different times, right. different day. Well, what it boils down to is that it's Pearl's dad's employees, whatever you want to call them. Um, and she kind of gets them to stand down for a minute. And when she texts her dad and is like, uh, get call back your watchdogs, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's like, well, I'm going to come see you. I want to meet your husband. I'm coming to your house tonight. And then so she's like wigging out because they're just, you know, in a in their comfortable environment, like not really in a position to like be introduced, especially because clearly this dude is a lot of baggage for Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's trying to procrastinate that meeting as long as possible. Um, and her stress and freaking out because she won't really tell Ink and everything. So he's kind right. of misinterpreting all of her stress as like, oh, she wants me to be romantic. Like – so he kind of makes this whole like little charcuterie board thing, which I was like all about. And he like puts He's on his little robe. short robe, like basically like, oh, you wanted sexy times. Like, I get it. I hear you. And she's like, knowing and that's not what I like. This is very sweet. But, you know, and then Erdem winds up showing up um, and ruining yeah, the moment. Because earlier in the day, he had walked up to them and they were fighting about yeah. it. And they're like, later. They both yell at it. <laughs> Yeah, so he's like, you offended me, but I see you wanted to make it up to me with this beautiful meal. Like, you guys are the best bosses. Like, it's just classic Erdem, and it's ridiculous and hilarious. So Baba winds up texting her like, oh, I have business, so I guess I'm not coming to your house tonight. So it's put off for another day. But by the end of the episode, his little henchmen show up and are like, Perilla, your dad wants to see you. And she's like, no. And then she turns around to walk away. And then another little henchman is like, Perilla, Hunnam. And she's Mm -hmm. like, fine. And then gets in the car with them and they leave. Yeah. So So she's gone. She's, yeah. (laughs) We don't know where she is. We don't know where Perilla is. (laughs) Perilla Nerede. So then. I know. We worked through so much just now. I know. We we (laughs) summarized so many side plots. So. Now we have, which we kind of referred to this, the Jerfair Sercon argument about, because, you know, mm-hmm. Fairy, it's like, love and jealousy have no place in work. And Jaren's basically like, listen, sometimes when you fall in love with someone, you can't see anything else. But clearly, you don't know what that is like. So, because mm. she's seeing it as like, his feelings clearly aren't strong enough for her if he can't understand where Sercon's coming from. So, right. it kind of causes a, a little spat between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, 
Um, we get a landscape meeting. Yes, this is where she actually sees Baba Ane buying that envelope that you mentioned. Right. Um, and all that stuff. So, And, of course, uh, Seaman is a very – interested in flowers mm-hmm. and it's a new hobby <laughs> and i said i said of course he's newly interested in flowers because why would a man so boring already have a hobby when he can just change to whatever edda likes uh-huh like guys this guy is so boring he is so <laughs> boring okay listen like the only not boring thing about him is the stupid subplot that they gave us now let me just say this writers uh, there's four of you. Any of you are listening. I don't remember your names by heart yet, but um, I despise plot holes. Mm. However, I will gladly accept if that painting is never brought up again, if mm. it is never pointed out that he thinks Edda is Esma reincarnated somehow, if that's just never acknowledged again, mm-hmm. I will be 100% on board with that. Like, you don't even I'm have to you. clarify it or – I mean, you know, if you want to be like – have a scene where he's like, oh, I just realized that was my grief talking. You know, that's not mm-hmm. logical. It's not this. That's not what I think. Blah, blah, blah. Fine. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you can just pretend it never happened and no, none of us will say anything. We'll all be fine with that because that was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Mm-hmm. As you all heard us talk about and laugh about and – Roll our eyes at last, last episode. episode. Um, so, but other than that, yeah, he's completely boring. It's so weird. I'm like, okay, it, there's so he's many things to do. He's a prince. So he's, many. He's, he's obviously not supposed to be a legitimate, you know, challenge mm-hmm. to Serkan because he's just the most boring, white bread, bland character that we've ever seen. F.A. was way more interesting than this guy. I was just going to say, guy. yes, like if this guy came in with F.A.'s like air about him, then yeah, he, and- he doesn't even have any charisma. No. Like, and, and the dubbing doesn't help. I'm just like, Listen, he's just like a non-entity. And, and I like his voice. There. I found a clip on YouTube. I like his voice from too. Survivor. He has he a has good a very voice. very nice voice. Very deep, very wonderful. And I don't I don't understand. know. I don't know either. I don't I, know. I tagged him on Twitter because he like replies to people and just asked, like, can you help us out? Like, why are they dubbing mm-hmm. over your voice? But he didn't answer me. Um Boo. Maybe like, he's mad about it too. I wouldn't blame you, Mer. Like, I'd be mad about my voice being dubbed yeah. over too. Like um, at least ball crap is interesting. Like she right. she's just a vindictive weirdo. Mm-hmm. But this guy, I'm just like, I don't know who you are. You're super boring. You dance and you say these stupid cheesy lines. You decide yeah. that you like Edda's hobby because you think she looks like your dead wife. Like you're yeah. so boring. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if this is a whole. It's the quiet ones you have to watch out for thing. And he's I don't know. gonna he like he's gonna wind up doing something even worse than we could imagine Balja ever doing or yeah. what. But yeah, like. He he needs to go. Honestly, if next episode, if he was just like, you know, these two clearly love each other and this is what I – here's here's what I could get on board with. Mm-hmm. He sees that. Like, they clearly mm-hmm. have a connection. It makes him think of the connection he did have with his dead wife when she mm-hmm. was alive and him going, you know what? Like, that was clearly my grief talking. This woman is not my wife. This woman mm-hmm. is not – you know, harboring the spirit of Esme. Uh, Esma? Esme? Es- Esma. Esma. Um, I couldn't remember if it was an E at the end or an A. 
you know, this woman is not – she is her own person and she shares a love with – she clearly shares love with Sarah Khan that I shared with her mm-hmm. or that I shared with my wife. I'm going to bow out and like thank you Semihahanam for trying but I'm going to go back to uh, the UAE mm-hmm. and do my thing. And yep. I would be totally fine with that because it would acknowledge – his weird obsession with his dead wife, but yep. also have him be like, yeah, I think that was just a moment of pain and grief that I allowed myself to believe that. And I yeah. don't believe that now. And then, yeah, just get rid of him because he's I useless. I would be totally fine with that. He is totally useless. Totally useless. So. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have Bunny Boiler bringing lunch to Sarah Convey because she remembered what he liked. And it's funny because I feel like he kind of has a realization here. Yep. Like, That's oh, what I said. I said he's suspicious as she leaves. Right. Because maybe he does realize Edda had a point. Like, she isn't just PR. She isn't just accidentally leaving earrings at his house and all yep. this other stuff. Like, um, you know, and he makes it clear, like, you didn't have to do that. You know, thank you for the salad, you know. But right. he's not overly like, oh, my gosh, you're so thoughtful. You're this. You're that. Like, Right. He's like, oh, okay, you have a good memory. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. He just kind of, yeah. So, um, so. Revisions. I know, I'm like. Because we skipped. I know. We don't need to <laughs> We talk skipped about, a lot. Uh-huh. Um, revisions on Ida's desk. That's right. So, this was funny um, because she's got all these files mm-hmm. and she's like, Layla. <laughs> what is this so Layla kind of explains and she's like um all of this all of this is what I have to take care of so she's like why don't you just tell me where Serkan is and then I'll go talk to him about this myself and Layla's like oh I can't I can't tell you I can't say anything and Layla I'm sorry Edda works her magic and she's like Layla Jim (laughs) and she is able to wrangle it out of her. Right. Because she's like, I will go to every construction site in this city if you don't mm-hmm. tell me which one he's at. Which, again, I will give credit where it's due. It's a callback to the yes. fact that Serkan was like, I will search every garden in Istanbul when yep. he's asking Melo, like, where is Edda? Mm-hmm. And so uh, – And Layla. Le- uh, yeah, Layla gives it to her. And the fact that Edda's doing the same thing. She has – hurt him she has mm-hmm. wronged him and not that she i mean sarah was specifically going to try and make it right she's going to try and discuss these plans with him right. but still just that it's that role reversal of she's the one who hurt him and is now seeking him out um yes. like he was in episode eight is it or nine i think um nine okay. when he goes in searching when he goes searching for edda so I did yeah. appreciate. I did appreciate that. Yep, and um, she chased him, which is good. Mm-hmm. So, and then we we switch over to the site, and I was like, "Wow, okay, so I guess construction hats are my thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> because right? Both mm-hmm. of these men were looking very good in those construction well, hats, and Ankin's been dressing for weeks now, like someone a on a construction. Well, like someone on a construction site, like yeah. jeans and those." 90s uh timberland mm-hmm. boots like it a hard hat goes with that like it so does that totally works yeah um and yeah and but sarah in a hard hat and a suit mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. it works for me yeah so we end up finding out because of the conversation he, we hear between sarah and Engin that this is a really good project that mm-hmm. he has found in 
to replace the whole semen thing. And yes. so Angin is kind of asking him, look, why didn't you bring this up in the meeting? Mm-hmm. Everybody would have been fine if you just explained that you already had this really good project instead. And Sarakana is kind of just saying, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. What's in the past is in the past. We'll just move on from here. So Angin invites him out to grab lunch, um, which I thought was funny because I was like, didn't him and Pearl just go get lunch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he's like, hey, there's a restaurant close by. Let's get some coffee and mm-hmm. eat and talk. And Sarkhan's like, I'm out of sorts. Uh, yeah. You can go without me. I'm just going to stay here for a bit. Yeah. So meanwhile, um, we've got we- – yeah, we get a quick over to Balja and Semiha kind of continuing their nefarious plans mm. to keep them – like, you know, because Baba Anna is basically like, listen, yes, we separated them, but we need to keep them that way so our work's not done. Like, and right. Balja's like, don't worry, I've got this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And so I do love that Edda shows up at this construction site. She's clearly winded, and I love that, that she took the stairs, that she's mm-hmm. not – all of a sudden, she rode an elevator once with Sarkhan, and now she can ride elevators all the time. Right. Um. So she very clearly took the stairs because she's like, of course you'd be up on this floor, like, when she finally gets to him. <laughs> and he's kind of laughing, you know, like, well, what are you even doing here? Which, clearly, he was testing to see if she would show up and come after him. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, so they kind of – she's like um, – she is like uh, – what does she say to him? Like something like, oh, you're in love with says, your new project, basically. Like you yeah. must have fallen in love with your new project. And he's like, this is a place where I feel good. And she's like, I mm-hmm. used to have places like that. And he's like, yes, I know. You among your flowers and me among concrete. I should have known from the get-go that we're different people. Mm. And I really appreciated that line. Me um, too. Because they are very different. Yep. And she really is the flower that sprouted up, you know, through the concrete of this man's heart. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, and we all know how, how, like, it's amazing when you see plants in life growing through the cracks of cement. Like, that's Mm -hmm. no easy feat. Like, it's cement. Yes. Um, It's not meant to – that's not even a ground it's meant to be fertilized in. Like, and – um, so I did like the layers of just that being said. Um, yep. Because it really does encompass who they are. Right. Totally. Yeah, because he's talking about people fighting for their happiness mm-hmm. and how after this building is finished, there will be more people living in it who are fighting for their happiness. And he says, I create – he says, I paint to make people happy. I create something, but I myself cannot be happy. It's mm-hmm. strange. Which is so sad. But so true. Like, his heart has taken a beating. So much. Like, that is my – I won't say it's my one problem. I have a few. But, like, I I don't like that it was never acknowledged. Like, she broke him last episode. She broke Um, him. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, and I get him having this, like, more stoic front – for her, like when he's around her, but right. it, we never show him being like truly hurt by the words that she said to him. Um, and you know, and I know he's been suspicious this whole time that it has something to do with either Samen or, or um, grandma or grandma. And I get that. But the fact of the matter is she still said those words to him. Like she, she did. And she said those words to him right after she was like, we're in this together. I'm going to work hard for this, blah, blah, blah. The whole shaving scene. Yes. When he was like, okay, well, once it once I get to a certain point, 
how do I know to keep hoping? How do I know mm-hmm. to you, just do whatever you want? Right. Well, and even before, right before that scene, he said, you know, I'm the easiest thing for you to give up on in life. Like, yeah. and then she went and did it. Like, mm-hmm. even if he knows she's being controlled by someone else, the fact that she still did it, like, to hit, you know, is like showing, okay, you don't trust me enough that we can get through this together. Yep. Um, and so no matter what, even if he didn't fully buy the words, she still said them. She still hurt him. She still left him. And like, I just don't like that that was never addressed. Like, me I either. I I hope that it is in the opening scene of next episode after this ends. Like, I do hope them being on that plane gives them time to like real like for her to tell him everything. For That's her to all apo- I want. I just want communication. Yes, because we still have not gotten actual legitimate communication no they're speaking in metaphors mm-hmm. like this right people talk him talking about people fighting for their happiness mm-hmm. um they have she has hurt him she still has not told him that she loves him no nope. verbally no she didn't do it in the jail yep. she it, like we're we're getting all of these things not happening yeah and even in this episode She's like, I'm not going to tell you. I just need time. It's like, oh, I- I'm sorry. Why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Why and- can't you just say what's right. going on and explain yep. and then say, hey, this is why I need you to give me time. Like, yep. th- I'm just – it's very upsetting to me that there yeah. is no talking happening between I them. Agree. I there's agree. There's talking, but there isn't talking. Yeah. There's talking. There's not communicating. Just yes. like when he's like, yeah, I hear you, but I don't feel it. Like – it's the same thing. They're mm-hmm. yeah, sure they're talking, but they're not actually communicating. And like, yep. and these two opened up to like even when they barely knew each other, they started opening up to one another, like yeah. reluctantly maybe, but there was something about being in one another's lives that he opened up about his brother. She opened up about her parents. Yep. Um, you know, even in episode five when she starts explaining that Melo knew her as a baby and that. She used to call, she couldn't say Edda and she called her Dada and that's why she still calls her that. Like Mm -hmm. these things that were, they were showing little pieces of themselves to one another and he's continuing to do that, but she's not. And Mm -hmm. it is way beyond time for that. Like I, I could give, um, I could give lenience for it for a while. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, we've all been in a place where like. When you're fearful or when you think you're genuinely helping or protecting someone, I get being so in that that you're totally. stu- that you're stubborn to the point of like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, we've gone way beyond that now. We've gone way, way beyond, beyond that, and it needs like no. Um, and then they're talking, they're having these dis- these discussions. She's saying things like. I just need you to trust me. And it's like, that's give, all he's give done. Him, yeah. That's first of all, that's all he's done while you have never given him a real reason to do so. Yes. <laughs> when you're saying certain things and then you break up with him. And, and he then, keeps doing all these things to show you that you can trust him. Yep. That, yeah, he made a mistake breaking up with her and not telling her about her parents, but he's done nothing but prove to her that over he knows over. that was a mistake. And it wasn't a matter of him not trusting her. It was a matter of the fact that he genuinely thought he was going to hurt her more by telling her that. Like, we've already established that. And he continues to do nothing but show trust in her. And she Mm -hmm. will not do the same for him, at least not where it matters. Like, yeah, she she's continually pointed out and said, like, oh, no, I trust Sarah Khan. Like, he wouldn't. He wouldn't, you know, mess around with Balja. He wouldn't use her as a rebound. He wouldn't this. He wouldn't that. 
Or even like when she tells the girls a few episodes ago, like, no, I trust him. He's not going to give in to her just because she's trying mm-hmm. her pizza and earring antics. Like, so I get it. Like, yes. they're, they both trust that the other isn't going to be with someone else. Right. They won't be unfaithful in that regard. Right. But you're not, like, you need to trust him enough to stinking tell him what the heck is going on, especially when we get to that final scene and what happens. Like, there is, you have no excuse now to not just, like, lay it all out for him. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's what happened when she arrived. Here's what Baba Ani did. Here's what I was trying to do and how I thought I was helping. And then I realized I was just letting fear you know, dictate what I was going to do. And that's why I'm here now and blah, blah, blah. Like, and, yep. you know, so anyways, yeah. I guess we can dig into that more when we get there. But, right, you know, no. so basically we continue this uh, uh, double talk of, oh, did you leave these papers as a, as a pa- you know, sprawl these out as a path for me to follow to your happiness? And, right. And then he's like, actually, that's not even a question you should be asking. I have a better question. Why did Semiha all of a sudden just support me cutting off you know, that business deal with Samen mm-hmm. and, you know. He's like, did you ask her to do it? And she's like, And then no, she straight up I? lies mm-hmm. and says, uh, I don't know. What do I have to do with it? And he, <laughs> and, and he he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, I thought you understood me. I thought you recognized me, but I was wrong. Ba- I was badly mistaken. My translation said, oh, my mistake. I thought for a minute that I was important to you. Oh, Mm-hmm. Gosh. And then mm-hmm. she doesn't even respond. No, she's she says, just like, this so is shall how- we? Well, oh, see, and mine shows her saying, oh, so this is how it's going to be? Like, oh. this is how we're going to be with each other? And then – That makes a lot more sense. And then he's like, listen, I don't want a bad relationship with you, meaning whatever their relationship is or isn't. He doesn't want it to be bad. So then – we all who have watched EK had horrible oh my flashbacks gosh. because he's I like such trauma. Yep. I was like, no, the second he said that dreaded word. Can we be Arkadashlar? I, said, I was no. like, uh-huh. I was like, no. Anything but Arkadash. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I he's like, don't you at least want to be my friend? And she's like, yeah, of course I want to be your friend. And I'm like, oh great. We're in the Arkadash era. Now, thank God this only lasted four scenes and not four episodes. <sighs> thank God. But we didn't know that when we first watched this. So I no. was annoyed. So then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go. I'll take the stairs. You take the elevator. And as she's walking off, he's like, oh, that helmet looks good. And she's like, did I ask you, friend? <laughs> Brats. And then I didn't realize until after I watched with subs that they both wound up taking the stairs because Sarah yeah. says something about it when they get to the bottom. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, so they get down to the bottom, and Serkan is like, uh, "I have to." <laughs> this is. He's like, "I have to go. I'll I'll drop you off at the office, and then I need to go get a new shirt." And she's like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "Edda, something something dripped on me." She's like, "Where? What are you talking about?" And he points in this this tiny little dot. I love his and his voice. It's so like, oh my gosh, he did it so well because he's like, he really did. Burda Eda, like almost like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, look, it's huge. Can't you tell? <laughs> I have to get this disgusting shirt off of my body. And she's <sighs> like, Sarkon, it's microscopic. What are you even talking about? But she's like, all right, whatever, Mr. High Maintenance, you can drop me off. (laughs) But as we then learn, that whole scene was fabricated just for him to need to go to that tailor. Yes. Because then he runs into Saman at the Mm -hmm. store. And 
you know, they have an awkward conversation. And then Simon's like, oh, I'm buying a gift for Edda. Do you think she'll like this scarf? And he drops the bomb that he's still working with Edda. Yes. Like, you know, because she's still doing the landscaping for me. And Sarkhan's mm. like, what? And he's like, oh, she didn't tell you. And he's like, well, we have so many things we're working on. She probably just didn't get the chance. Like, mm. and then he shows her that scarf, which is at, I, I love it. It's um because Neslihan just started a new company. Mm. so and she just has she has things like scarves and it's like that's what it mostly is right now um and so it's one of hers it's one of nestle han's Aww. designs so i thought that was really cute that i that's was like really oh cute. that's one of nestle han's scarves so he pulls it out and he's like do you think edda will like this and sarah khan's like mm-hmm. and then the scene just ends like yeah it, anyways, very abrupt <laughs> very abrupt um so then um, we get more Agent Edda. Yeah, and just more this plans. When, yeah, this is when they plan to break and enter. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> so. she still has the keys that F.A. left her. And I'm sorry, we right. finally are bringing up F.A. in this. And I'm like, why aren't you more pissed, like, that he kept this from you, that he knew exactly who you were? He knew exactly who his partner was to you. Yeah. And he sent you into the lion's den, literally, to prepare it for her. And... You're not mad about that. You're just like, oh, I still have the keys F.A. left me. No biggie. <laughs> Maybe because he's long gone and he was kind of ruined before he left. She still could have left him a sharply worded voicemail. Like, true. We could have seen her leaving him well, a and voicemail. Yeah, that's – it's very not Edda to just not address it. Mm-hmm. And just to leave it alone. Yeah. Like especially, he didn't completely yeah. betray her the entire time they yep. were working together. And he He's wasn't manipulating her the whole time. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. Yeah. She could have left a strongly worded voicemail that we just saw <laughs> on her side. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, we get bothering Barfa strikes mm-hmm. again. I, You know what's funny is I wrote BB wants to deal with the commercial shoot, but I – Mine is for Bunny Boiler, but I like how oh, they both have the initials for her. <laughs> so she's like, we got to talk about the ad campaign, blah, blah, blah. Give me more of your time. And Sarkhan's like, I have so much work to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for this. So Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, he's like, can we take care of this tomorrow? She's like, well, I have to send this over to them by tomorrow. So why don't we do dinner? And, ugh, so they decided to have a quote business. business dinner especially business because gratitude dinner is yeah what she because she it. needs to thank him for saving her from the fictional thief mm-hmm. that never was there so whatever blah 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 she's being snaky once again yeah they're gonna have dinner that's mm-hmm. what's established so tahir and semiha leave the house yes to go to their dinner to go to her dinner with uh, Prince Seaman and Edda and Melo sneak in, but Tahir winds up coming back because Semiha forgot her phone. Yeah. The girls are hiding on the staircase. They don't know it's Tahir at first, so Melo just starts beating him <laughs> with her purse. Mm-hmm. It's all like – He, like, grabs her leg. Yes. <laughs> She's like <laughs> – She just flips out on him, and it's so funny. It's so funny, you guys. So – Basically, grandma comes in and is like, what's the commotion? What's going on? She's like, Edda, Melek, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. And then, so Edda thinks quickly and she's like, oh, well, she does admit, like, I I have the keys that F.A. 
gave Mm -hmm. me. And so I wanted to come and surprise you. I thought, you know, if we're going to really try to make amends, like I should spend the evening with you. I should spend the night. And then Baba Ani's like, I'm all down for that. But what does Melek have to do with that? Right. Melo's like, oh, we go everywhere together. We're attached at the hip, (laughs) even in our PJs, blah, blah, blah. And basically Baba Ani's like, yeah, no. Edda, you're going to come to dinner with me now that you're here. And Melo, I'm not leaving you here in my house by yourself so you can you know nope on out of here yeah Milo's like just drop me off somewhere on the way uh-huh. <laughs> anywhere so they go so to dinner dinner time and of course these are this is these are the most awkward dinners listen ever. you guys okay so <laughs> this was clearly, kind of painful <laughs> clearly baba ane made it so that she, they're going to be at the same restaurant that balja and sarah are at yeah she calls so, balja right after they're like, ready to leave and she's listen. like Here's where we're going. Make sure now, you do what you uh, have to do. Uh-huh. Now, I am more than happy to make allowances for COVID times. Okay. Sure. I understand why that needs to happen. I understand they only have so many other crew members that they can use as extras. Like, right. Like that waitress that Alexander winds up giving the rose to is actually a makeup artist on set. <laughs> okay. Um, like, so I get – but sometimes they're busy doing stuff like actually being a makeup artist or actually being right. a hairstylist that they can't be on set as an extra. So I get it. Your extras are very limited because you need to limit the number of people on set. Mm-hmm. But this empty restaurant except for these two parties <laughs> is so uncomfortable and quiet. It's so awkward. And like None especially – we're talking. Nobody – yeah. It's not we're like not either having one's having these lively like, conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Serkan and Edda are like angrily undressing each other with their eyes. Yeah. Like they're basically and, sexing each other from across the, the room. And <laughs> everyone can see that. Yes. Everyone. And they're all just looking at them and, and not talking. No. It's so <laughs> it's this was so cringy to watch. Other than other than um the when they both walk off to the bathroom and they bicker, mm-hmm. like that was good. Especially yes. because they clearly were breaking character at one point with yes. their giggling. But mm-hmm. but like the rest of it was just so cringy because it's like, okay, there needed to be a busy restaurant. Like it would have been the, – the, the tables needed to be filled for that scene to work. Um, yeah. But yeah, ba- yeah. <laughs> so basically I, it's let the jealous games begin. Yeah. Um, you know, Samen – Baba Ani is trying to like conversation start. So she's like, mm-hmm. you know, do you think you'll be here a while? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so, you know, she's like, do you think you'll be here a while? And he's like, oh, yes, I already fell in love with Istanbul and is very pointedly looking at Edda. <laughs> okay. But here's what's so funny stupid. about Here's what's funny about <laughs> This is what made me really laugh about this. I wound up making a meme about it. Um, because I took a screen grab of when Saman is saying, I already fell in love with Istanbul. Because. Okay. <laughs> because Karim was recently interviewed by the paparazzi on set. Which, yeah, let me call out Sarp and Anil for just leaving him ah, like that. <laughs> they were like in their car right next to him. And he's like, Gel, Gel, like, come out and talk to them with me. And they're like, see you later. And they like have their driver and they just <laughs> leave him to the lions. So these guys are interviewing Karim. And of course, they're like, hey, all those photos, all this closeness, blah, 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 with, you know, of course, like all the Hyundai stuff. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and he's like, listen, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we're working. We're close. We care about each other. Like, we're, yeah. f- we're friends. We're this. We spend a lot of time together because we're on set all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, all the normal answers that he's going to continue to give because people need to stop asking questions like this. Um, because as much as we might want to speculate or hope, it's none of our business to ask him these questions. Um, yeah. But these, quote, journalists don't have, you know – creative thinking skills i guess and don't know how to form an interesting question so they're like okay well you know then i guess we're concerned because um is is your heart empty and Mm -hmm. he's like no of course my heart's not empty he's like there's you know i love my family i love my friends i love my country like (laughs) it was like and so the fandom just, like, took off with that. Like, okay, <laughs> family and friends, but then to be like, and my country, as he's just trying to list the things that fill his heart. So, of course, then, literally grasping for anything. Yes. So clearly, so people started making memes of, like, Kareb and, like, putting the flag of Turkey over Hande's face. Like, you know, <laughs> it was, like, really funny. So – I took that screen grab of Saman saying I already fell in love with Istanbul and I was like, paparazzi, Karem, is your heart empty? Karem, I love my friends, I love my family, and – and then that picture where it says, and I already fell in love with Istanbul. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyways, just funny stuff, but um, yeah, so it just made me think of that. Uh, So anyways, he's trying to lay it on thick, but there's just – obvious staring happening across this very empty restaurant yeah and then balja brings up mocktails because did your thing also yes. say non-alcoholic it said non-alcoholic okay. yeah well so, and when they sh- when they show up they are not blurred so oh you're right uh-huh. duh they're not yeah. blurred oh maybe that's why they said that specifically so they wouldn't be blurred like yeah because or maybe if, yeah yeah because so i think if it wasn't see. yes because i think if it wasn't clarified they would have had to be blurred that makes sense i totally forgot mm-hmm. about our took in this situation yeah so um they yeah so he very pointedly asks the waitress if there are strawberries in these cocktails right and she's like yes there are and he's like oh i'm allergic and she's like okay well we'll make you a really good one that doesn't have strawberries in it yes so so they order a couple of them and then edda excuses herself to the bathroom and sarah Khan, of course stands up and immediately follows her yeah, it's so, that's not obvious at all no not at all as everyone's watching the two of them walk in the same direction mm-hmm. And he, like, they have this whole jealous bickering thing because he stops her. Right. And then full bunny boiler mode is activated because as his second cocktail is coming, mm-hmm. she draws some of her cocktail that has the strawberry in it and dribbles it in the cup. I could not believe this. Okay. I was like, mm-hmm. lady, allergies are nothing to mess with. And look – Sanem can do whatever she wants. Yes, she can. I know. I was like, okay, that's the other thing. But this girl, this is so nefarious. And like, we know that his allergy is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. He like, oh, so cute to have to send somebody into anaphylactic shock. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Bunny Boiler. Like, yep. are you? Mm-hmm. I could not mm-hmm. believe this. Well, because she here's, could kill him. Here's the thing. 
Sanem did wind up changing her mind. She I mean, did. She wasn't going to do it. The girl still drank it because she just waltzed into so John's house. So it was her house own dang and- fault. And she just got red in her face. That's right. all. It was just like a little rash. I know I'm totally justifying <laughs> no, this, listen, but listen, I don't listen. care. Okay, listen. So the Black DZ, again, last night she was like, man, because she started rewatching Senshaw Kapma from the beginning. Okay. She's like, man, Edda really is a special brand of crazy and we really just all stand behind her, don't we? Because, and I was like, yeah, that's. That's the magic of DZ yes. Land, though, because yep. imagine if any other female character who's not the heroine mm-hmm. handcuffed herself to a man she just barely met yeah. and keyed his car. We would be like, crucify her! Yes. <laughs> and, and then I also used the Sun M strawberry thing because she puts strawberries in that yep. girl's smoothie knowing yep. she gets a rash. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we were like, yes, on M, get her. But when Balja does it, we're like... Die, die, die. Like Yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> and that's that's DZ Land logic is the her- is. the hero and heroine can pretty much get away with anything. Yep. They but can do whatever they want. Any other character if does anybody, it. If somebody trying to interrupt if somebody trying to mess with the ship, that is the key. Yes. Arzutosh was trying to mess with John M and we yep. were like, get out. Yep. And Ballcrap is trying to mess with Edser and we are like, get, get out. out. Uh-huh. So that that is get, the key. Get, get. Yes, that's right. So I I couldn't believe. I was like, this is next level insanity mm-hmm. and I hate it so much. Uh-huh. So he sits back. Well, I don't know if we want to go through their whole well, conversation. I didn't take I didn't take screenshots, but they're just bickering back and forth about yeah. romantic dinner and she's like, well, Business at least I have dinner. Right. And she's like, blah, blah, well, blah. I have my grandmother with me. You just are having a romantic dinner. And he's like, <laughs> Edda, this dinner you're calling romantic is about business. And she's like, oh, do you have cocktails at business dinners? And all this stuff. And she's like, you know what? Um, they just start bickering more. And then this is when they start to break character because she says something and I can't remember exactly what it is. I think she says something like go home and order pizza. And then he yes. starts laughing. But uh-huh. you can totally tell it's Karem. Mm-hmm. And uh, Central Kapama's Instagram just posted that particular clip of him laughing and said caption this. And Nestle Han wrote for her caption basically like, yeah, keep laughing because you can't find the words. So I think that basically oh. he really was laughing because he couldn't get to the next line because okay. he and Hyundai were just like having fun in that scene. Okay. Yeah, because she's like, oh, yeah, we'll probably work together in a in the evenings in a personal setting. You know, order some pizza. <laughs> and he just starts laughing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh. they have their little break character giggle fit. And then Mm -hmm. she, yeah, tells him to go home and order pizza because you've already done that. Mm -hmm. And then she storms off and he's like, Edda, that's the men's room. And then he's like, oh, well. And then they walk off. So when she gets back to the table, uh, what happens? he He gives her the scarf, right, at this point? Yes. So he, Prince... Gives her the scarf. Let me see. Um, blah, blah, blah. It's her favorite oh, she's, color. She's like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Serkan is very stupidly invites Barfa to Paris. And then he takes a drink and starts to have an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I feel hot. And then this, <laughs> this 
dummy. She does like who uses the back of two fingers <laughs> to check a person's temperature? I'm like, yeah, what kind you, of a moron are you? Put your hand on his forehead. Use the back of your hand or put your palm on his forehead. Yeah, uh-huh. Like she like props her little fingers on and she's like <laughs> this is whole production and Edda's reaction I was dying because she's like talking to yeah you know her grandma and saying it and then she looks over and she's like <gasps> like she the <laughs> utter horror on her face and she like looks away like I can't look at this uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh but it's so awkward because again now all conversation has stopped uh-huh and like Sarah Khan's looking at Edda to see if she's seeing how balls is checking his temperature and baklava's like yeah you're really hot uh-huh oh. it's so awkward well and then all of a sudden the prince is like oh let's dance and she's like okay Out and then nowhere. listen they have this whole he says something so stupid though before he asks her to dance he says something about like music is spiritual food and i was like oh i'm gonna lose my lunch at that cheese ball line He's like, should we dance? (laughs) But listen, Mr. Dub. But here's Disneyland logic again. Because you know if Sarkhan had walked up to her and said, music is food food for the soul. (laughs) Sarkhan would never. Hey, you don't know. He plays the guitar. His brother was in a band. Music is important to him. He could say something. He would not say music is spiritual food. No, he Kristen. (laughs) Listen. He would say something along the lines of like, he could. He might say it's good for the soul. It's good for the heart. All of those things are fully acceptable. (laughs) I will not accept. Music is spiritual food. Is my is my spirit eating this music, Seaman Bay? (laughs) Why do you keep calling him Seaman? I'm so sorry for our listeners right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because- I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> because, come on, you know that's all Grandma wants him for? She's like, he's going to be the heir and he's going to help produce the next generation of Yildrum, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, okay. No, one, no wonder he wants to keep Edda on his staff then. <laughs> his staff. <laughs> So, okay, okay Sarah Sarkombe would never. Sarah okay. would never. That's Sarah all Kumbola I'm saying. would never say that it is <laughs> spiritual food. Oh, my God. I could not okay. get over that. I was like, shut up. Who made him say that? So, that is the worst thing. Well, so then. Yeah, oh, my gosh. My contacts are cloudy now. <laughs> I can barely see. You made me cry tears, and now my contacts are all jacked up. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so he, this all leads to him wanting to ask her to dance. And then, speaking of spiritual things, I wrote, I wrote, oh, I see, we're leaving six inches for the Holy Spirit in this uh, dance. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like every Christian school dance ever. They're like stiffly, like uh-huh. have their arms completely stretched out, fingertips on shoulders. Like <laughs> you could fit an entire serkan between them, quite literally. Mm-hmm. 
Which I love. I love that because none of Sarah Connor and Ed's dancing scenes have looked like that. Even their very no. first one when they didn't know each other. He like yep. yanks her close and that's when my wish came true and we got his hands yes, all clasped around her hands. tiny waist. Oh, So anyways, none of that happens here, thank God. And Sarah Connor looks over like, what the f- And then he's <laughs> yeah. like, excuse me, Balja. Gets up, walks over, says, pardon, Eda, and then punches his lights out. And yep. then he comes back to himself because, as we all knew, mm-hmm. even when the fragment released, we were like, yes, yeah, Sercon would never. So no. that's a daydream. And of course it was. Yep. So, um, the what happens? The dance, I mean, they end up basically like finishing because he's getting yeah. worse. Now, uh-huh. here's my thing he's getting worse. So, Balja's like, should we go to the hospital? And he's like, yeah. And at this time, Edda and Baba Ane and Saman are all leaving. Leave. Yeah. And Edda says, you know, Igajalair, she says it very mm-hmm. like uh unsurely. She looks really concerned for him when yes, they leave she does. here. And I do appreciate that, but I'm like, uh like I know she's under Baba Ane's thumb right now. Mm-hmm. But first of all, I feel like Serkan should be freaking out way more because he mm-hmm. freaks out about any sign of sickness or illness, especially yes. because as far as he knows, he did not consume anything he's allergic to. So he yeah. should be even more concerned mm-hmm. than he is. And yeah. the fact that he didn't want to leave, like, <laughs> Zuzu. Zuzu feels the same way. The fact that he did not want to leave, like, right away and go figure out what the heck was wrong. The fact that Edda was not immediately like, what the heck? Like, even leaving. Like, I know she didn't want to leave him. That surprised me that but she I, actually walked out and left him. Me too. Me yeah. too. Like, I know she was in a weird spot, but I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I feel like she would have found any reason yeah. to like, like, just to say like, look, I know we're not together, but he's still someone I care about. And he, like, when he gets sick, it's bad. Like, right. you yes. know. Um, well, yeah, because she's seen him sick too. Mm-hmm. And she knows exactly how delirious he gets, how bad he gets. So, yep. um, but I mean, I can't say I hate how it turns out. No, because no. of mm-hmm. the way it all happens. Yes. But I, I agree. It seems pretty out of character for Ada mm-hmm. to not just be like, look, something's going on. Thank you guys for dinner. Yeah. I'm staying with Serkan to get him to the hospital or whatever he needs. Right. So they part ways. Serkan goes to the hospital. Edda leaves with Grandma and uh, Seiman. So um, this is when Edda spies the safe code mm-hmm. or spies the safe. And then – Did you notice what the code is? No. It's 1996, which I was like, is that her birth year? Like oh, that, I'll bet cause, it is because to me that was clue number two that Baba Ana was messing with us. Like mm. 1996, I feel like that's maybe the year Edda was born. And that sounds right. Like I mean, sounds about the right age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I was like, that to me was like clue number two that yeah. this was Baba Ana messing with us. Hmm. I could see that too. So um, let's see. Oh, so Baba Ane kind of just starts trolling Edda about, you know, I'm sure you hate seeing Serkan with Balja. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, no, it's fine because I know she has no chance. Yep. She's like, oh, but you broke up. At such times, men make mistakes usually. And then Edda's like, well, he's not going to. You can calm down. Yeah. <laughs> So we switch over to see Serkan get home, mm-hmm. and he tells Balja, like, 
sorry about tonight. I don't know what's going on. I didn't even eat anything I'm allergic to, but thanks mm-hmm. for everything. You can go home if you want. And of course, she's like, no, no, I need to make sure you're okay. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go change or take a shower or something. And he's like, you can grab yeah. some coffee while I do that. Mm-hmm. So at that point, she uses the opportunity to let to let Baba Ande know I'm at Sarakon's house. So Baba Ande basically is like, listen, I know you're concerned for him. I know you still care about him. Why don't you just call and make sure he's okay then? Mm-hmm. And so Ed is like, you know what? I will because that is really weird and he did not look well. So she Even calls, though Ed is like, uh, you – told us to break up and now you want to know how he's doing and you want me to call him like i liked that she acknowledged that 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 was really weird so um she ends up calling and there's no answer and at that point gosh ball just such a creep because she went upstairs because she's like calling for sarkhan goes upstairs he's sleeping and she's just watching him mm-hmm. and sees that his phone is ringing and sees that it's edda yeah Super weird. So, of course, she smiles because she knows stuff's about to happen. Um, because she doesn't answer, Baba Ani's like, okay, listen, I know you're just going to worry about him. Mm-hmm. Like, just – why don't you just go check on him, knock on his door, make sure he's okay, and then come back. And so – and because Edda really is concerned, she plays into it and she's like, yeah, I will, but I'll be back. I won't be long. Mm-hmm. And so Baba Ani's like, no problem, dear. Well, because she knows she's – you know, going to run into Balja. So she then tech- calls Balja and is like, okay, Ed is on her way, so you better do your thing. And she's like, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. So then, the, as Ed is walking out, this is one of Baba Ane's little, oh, I'm doing this for your own good at the gym, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Then, sorry, I know many of you will disagree, but this is the best scene of the episode. Oh, absolutely, it's the best scene. I was, that's so funny. I was about to say that. This is totally my favorite this is scene. the best scene oh, of man. the episode. Oh, it man. is so, so good. <laughs> so Ida shows up, and little Miss Barfa shows up at the door in just a t-shirt, and she's like, Oh, what are you doing here? It's so late. Why would you – you obviously had to be here for something important. And Ida's like, well, when I left the restaurant, Sarkon looked pretty terrible. So I wanted to make sure he was okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, but it looks like the worst part is you. Yep. It looks like what, – what it was that she said um, – my translation showed – you know, because he looked sick when he left, but it turns out the sickness is you. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Did you get this whole scene? Because your translations sound better than mine. Okay, no, so I didn't take any screenshots this this episode. Isn't that weird? Okay. Um, I Well, I did. I don't know how good they are, but she's like, you took off your clothes on purpose, chose one of Sarkon's shirts. It's all a show. And then this uh, is Bald so is like, Bald good. is like, Please go away. <laughs> Just leave as though she has any autonomy over uh-huh. what happens in Sarkon's house. Uh-huh. And it is like, oh, the costume, the mise-en-scene, it's all a 10. 10 out of 10. But I'll give you just a two for intrigue, Baldana. Yes! Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Oh, it's so good. And she's like, what are you talking about, Edda? Yeah, mine said, what the hell are you talking about, Edda? 
this bold hag. Yeah. She's like, what kind of person are you? She's like trying to separate two people who love each other so much with such disgusting scenes. Okay, time out. I know. Again, mm. why are we telling everybody else that we everybody love Sarah Uh-huh. Okay, yep. go ahead. I had to scream that. So, Sorry. No, I I understand. I fully support it. She's like, where's Sircon? Is he upstairs? He probably feel, still feels sick. Is he asleep? She's obviously coming up with very logical explanations for mm-hmm. where he is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, he feels bad. He's sleeping and resting. And when he fell asleep, I accidentally poured coffee on myself. And so I had to borrow one of his shirts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, she's my like, God. but I forgot what a jealous person you are, and Edda's like, oh yeah, you know, you're you're working really hard at this stuff. Mine said, mine said, um, oh, I see your brain does work. Unfortun- <laughs> unfortunately, it only works for evil. <laughs> and she's like, but your brain is actually too small that you can't cope with me. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then I love it because. Is this when she makes the comment about – Well, she's like, you guys broke up, Edda. You know that, right? Your relationship is over. And then we get – And then I love Sanane. All I thought of was that meme. Of the with, little mouse. Of the little mouse saying, Sanane, Sanane. And his little hand is up. Oh, my god! She's like – She's like, what do you care? Who are you? What do you care? Uh-huh. We break up. We get back together. What do you care? And she's like, well, perhaps Serkan and I. And she's like, nope. Nope. You can only be together with a bust of Serkan. You know, <laughs> the one that you had made for New Year's Eve. Oh, mic drop. Because then what does Edda do? The most oh, she, she queen. Queen. The most queen move, Mm -hmm. she grabs her stuff, shoves it in her hands, and is like, get out. And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, you don't live very far. You'll make it fine. And (laughs) in nothing but Sarah Khan's shirt and her high heels, she Uh shoves this woman out of the house. So beautiful. So beautiful. Number one, because Edda would never fall for something that dumb. I hate when – because it's such a trope thing, so it happens a Mm -hmm. lot in not just DZs, but shows in general. Yep. Where then, yeah, you see the scantily clad woman answer the door uh-huh. and you immediately jump to conclusions. But I love that both times with pizza, with pizza night, and with this, she knew exactly what Balja was doing. And she doesn't yep. just – she she knows better. And I love and appreciate that so much. So perfect. So perfect. So she shoves that dummy out the door mm-hmm. and she's like, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she heads right up. And she is like pissed now. So she's like ready to give Serkan a piece of her mind. Uh-huh. And she does because now we're upstairs and yep. he's asleep. And all, you can kind of hear the echoey like Serkan, Serkan the, while he's waking up. And she's like, wake up, Serkan Bolat. Come come see the things that are happening behind your back. And he's I like, love that. And he's like, Edda? Like, at first he's kind of confused. But then he sits up like, who are you? Like, who do you think you are just showing up in my house? Like, oh, the princess has come to, you know, basically explain things to me. Do uh-huh. tell. And so they basically, they start bickering about the prince and Balja. And he's like, you need to not trust that guy. And she's like, you need to know what this woman's up to behind your back. Mm-hmm. You know, putting on your shirts while you're sleeping upstairs and blah, 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 all this stuff. And he basically – she he starts bickering on about the prince and mm-hmm. she's like, uh-huh, because you're jealous of me. 
And he says, yes, bande chok, so what? You're jealous uh-huh. too. And then she finally admits and says, yes, I am jealous. And then he smiles and then mm-hmm. literally slams her against the bookcase. Yeah. Do you hear that thump? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you like hear her back hit that bookcase. You do. And he gets all up in her face and then in that growly, mm-hmm. rumbly voice that is reminiscent of episode 12 breakfast, he's like, because you're mine, nobody mm-hmm. else can touch you. And while this was a great scene, the song choice was not. No. Lyrically, I understood why they chose it. Like, if you look up the lyrics um, to this song, it, you'll understand. But the tune and all of that, I was like, there are literally, like, so many other songs that could have worked for this. Mm. Who You Sue You, for example. That would have been great. The one they used from the catwalk mm, um, yeah. in episode 20. Yep. Like, there are... Even just music without lyrics, like, yes. would have been – yeah, the music – I don't know if it was meant to, like, make light of it so it didn't seem as steamy as it was for the sake of our took or mm. – I don't know. I uh, didn't love the music choice. Like the song, just not for this scene. Hmm. Anyways, but – so they, you know, knock into bookcases. They tip some lamps over. Yes. Um, they roll around in the sheets a bit and – but we don't see anything. It's just all right. implied. Um, and then we will see them the next morning. Yeah. The fragment showed more. And to nobody's surprise, like, I literally yeah. said, they're going to cut this. Like, mm-hmm. so we I expected it. Yeah, I expected it. I wasn't disappointed. Um, I I knew that was coming. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's the next morning. And she's clearly already up and dressed, um, getting ready to leave. And she basically leans down and whispers to his sleeping self. I hate you, Sarkum Bullock. And then she turns to leave and then comes back and says, by the way, nobody can touch you but me. And Mm -hmm. then she leaves Um, his little sleeping self. And everyone was like, dang, he slept through all that. Edna must have really worked him over good. And I'm like, listen, guys, I don't doubt that. But remember, he also was on antihistamines. So. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like, I I, don't get me wrong. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure Edna wore him out. But also. He was on Benadryl. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. So we switch over to uh, Edda with Grandma, and Grandma's kind of like, I'm disappointed in you <laughs> because she never came back that night. No, she did <laughs> not. But Edda's like, look, he looked really bad. I couldn't just leave him there. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically her explanation. Yeah. So we this is when we get the whole journal planner reveal by Tahir. Yes. Um, the super obvious, oh, I'm an old lady. I have to write down all my important passwords in here. Mm-hmm. So later on, Edda is having coffee with the girls. And I they're all excited. I love that she told them about bookcase night. That's what I, yes. that's what I dubbed this night. It's bookcase nice. night. Nice. So they're like, okay, what are you going to tell grandma? They're talking about Bulja mm-hmm. and her nefarious deeds and everything. And so this is kind of when we hear that, according to Edda, they have officially made up. Yes. Yeah, because they're so, like, I'm so happy you reconciled my – and Melo, you know, is like, oh, my niche day must be so happy, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yep. So Melo tells her, like, okay, you need to talk to him just so that everything's clear, which – I love that. I was like, yes, listen to Melo. Well, and she points out, you know he's going to misunderstand that you left before he woke up. He's probably going to think you regretted what happened. Yep. I love that she not only points that out, but then Jaren supports it. Yes. 
So then we get their little, their little run-in right after this mm-hmm. because um, the girls have to get back favorite. to work. This is my other favorite. So good. Mm-hmm. So they kind of knock into each other in the hall and she's like, oh, Sircon, you scared me. What are you doing? I love how giggly bashful she is, though, because she's like, mm-hmm. oh, Sircon. She can't, like, <laughs> won't look at him in the eye. And she's like, you scared me. <laughs> and he's all giggly. And he's like, Edda? Like, uh-huh. oh, my gosh. And he's like, oh, I, when I saw you, I remembered a dream where you and I were together. Okay. So I saw this as, like, he was kind of giving her an out, like, mm-hmm. because she could have said, I like, so. oh, what was your dream? Mm-hmm. Like, she could have totally played off, like, oh, I guess it must have been a good dream, like, and acted like she didn't know any of it. So I feel like he was kind of giving her an out there. And I'm I think so you're right. glad she didn't take it. Yep. Yeah, because she's like, oh, are we having the same dreams? And he's like, well, everything connected to you is like a dream. <laughs> oh, I love him. And so she, as kind of a reinforcement, she's like, well, luckily it wasn't a dream but reality. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, then why when I woke up this morning were you gone? So this is where she says, because I need time. Yes. And she's like, something has to be settled first. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Edda. You, uh, and he, – oh, he asks. He's like, do you not trust me or are you afraid of this semen? Yeah. So he's on to something, mm-hmm. you know, and again, her lack of communication means him thinking she doesn't trust him, right. which who can blame him? She, and again, I know we, we already have said how long past due this is. Mm. This scene would have been the perfect time for her to say, Prime you know opportunity. what? I do trust you. Uh-huh. There is stuff that my grandma is pulling. I need to try to take care of this and then I'll tell you everything. Like even yeah. if she just said that, even if she just didn't spill everything to him right then, just to yep. say – you know what? I do trust you. I don't trust my grandma. I need to deal with this. I've I've got something working. Mm-hmm. You, just something. Yep. If you're uh, not going to at least tell him everything, tell him something. Especially yeah. because she pulls the crap of like, don't you trust me? And I'm like, honey, uh-huh. I swear if you ask that one more time. I know. Watch. Watch what I do. She's because- not the one who is allowed to ask that question. No, she's not, not. anymore. Nope. Nope. And yeah, all I saw, <laughs> I just thought of – all I thought of was that meme where it's it's a screenshot from some um, Jap animation mm-hmm. cartoon, and mm-hmm. it's like this guy in glasses, and he has black hair, and there's a little butterfly, and he has his hand up, and it says, "Is oh, this?" The meme. And uh-huh. yes, and people people always always like switch it out. Yes, and it's like, oh, is this a prime opportunity for communication? <laughs> yes. Oh yes, my it gosh. Is. Yes, it is. Because yeah. She should have told him everything right then, but if she wasn't going to tell him everything, she should have at least given him something. Yeah. Not just give me time because don't you trust me. He and sh- he mm-hmm. has proven 80,000 times at this point that he trusts you. Stop. 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 Well, and all she says is, I just need time to sort something out alone. And mm-hmm. all I was thinking was, if you really trusted him, mm-hmm. you would not think you had to do this alone. No, you would not. Yeah. So he's – He's like, if you want me to trust you, I trust you. Again, him showing all the trust in this situation. Yep. She's like, if you're asking me for time, fine, I'll give you time. But when I trust you, why don't you share it with me? Like, why don't you trust me too? Yeah, I in mine it so, said, um, yeah, why why don't you can why won't you confide in me? Mm. And like 
Who yeah. can blame him yeah, for asking Sarah Khan, that question? That's a great question. Why yeah. won't she confide We're in you? We're all asking the same question as Sarah Khan at this point. Yep. So that's the end of their conversation. He agrees to give her time. He agrees that he trusts her. All that jazz. Yeah. So this is when we when we kind of touched on this, but we have the clear the air between Federit and Serkan, where Federit now understands, okay, this goes just beyond Edda because Serkan says mm-hmm. to him, no, I know Edda's not interested in him. I'm not actually worried about that. Like, yeah, I don't like the way he looks at her and stuff, but I'm not really worried that anything's going to happen between them. I just right. – there are other reasons I don't trust him and I don't want to do business with someone I don't trust. And then Farid seems to understand more and he's like, okay. So I do appreciate that um, we get that. Here's another really great scene because Balja and Edda have a run-in. And Balja is like, oh, are you here to apologize? And Edda is like, I'm sorry, apologize for what? For you um, – playing these petty games and trying to make something seem like what it wasn't by putting on your boss's shirt like a fixated pervert like that. And Edna laughs because she's like, for pushing me and shoving me out the door. (laughs) And Edna laughs. And then, of course, she – Balja again is like – you know, you guys broke up. I don't see why any of this concerns you. And Edda, again, just kind of laughs at her. And she's like, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see about that. You just wait. Be patient. You'll see soon. Mm-hmm. And then Balja's like, well, yeah, maybe I will. You know, I've got to pack my bags because I'm going to Paris with Sercombe. And I love it because Edda's clearly surprised by this. But she doesn't show it. She doesn't like yes. – She just says, oh. I'm so, I loved that she – had a poker face. I was yes. like, yes. Total poker Don't face. Don't show her anything. And show just, her no yep. weakness, Ed. <laughs> yep. And I love that she just says, we'll have a nice trip then. And mm-hmm. then that's it. So, but I love it because then she sassily sashays into Sercon's office and she's like, oh, why are you still here? Shouldn't you be packing or gone at home? And he's like, no, no, I'm packed already. I can go straight to the airport from here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, to Paris? And he's like, yeah, come with me. And she's like, oh, how cozy. Sen. <laughs> Ben, Balja, and he's like, he's like, Balja's not coming. And she's like, well, then why is she under the impression that she is? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe in a moment of jealous anger last night, I invited her, but she's not coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, like when you were dancing and she's like, and she kind of tells him like, you're ridiculous. That was nothing like blah, blah, blah. And he, and they kind of start to bicker a little bit. And he's like, listen, Edda, I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to fight. You're mm-hmm. so precious to me. Please just be careful. I don't yeah. trust this person. And then she, you know, she does get a little bit softer in the face because she realizes he's worried about her. But she still yeah. is like, listen, Sarkhan, you know me. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know how I feel when people tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, um, you know, like, I, I've i got this. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And then he says, okay, listen, though. I love this right here. I love that he does this. He's taking a stand because he says, you know what? You asked me for time and I agreed to give it to you. So I will. So here's the deal. You have until I get back from Paris, which is tomorrow night. Yes. One day. You've got one yes. day. And she's like, that's not very much time. He's like, don't care. Mm-hmm. But you can tell she kind of likes it too because she's like, and you're leaving right now? And he's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And like smiles as she walks out of the office. Yeah. So I love that he put his foot down and was like, listen, you asked for time, but guess who's in charge of how much time you get? Me. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So Love good. It. So good. So we get a little quick moment because Ifair comes to the office. She's been feeling a little insecure because she couldn't get a hold of Edda. And Edda kind of just reassures her, like, I'm not into nefarious deeds with mm-hmm. Grandma. You can calm down. I'll come home early tonight and we'll have a wonderful dinner together. No, you though, won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the – then – Jaren and Melo come. I and do. She tells them. I about- do. I do want to point out really quickly in their conversation because oh, it gave sure. me it gave me a tiny bit of hope for Ifair. Like, okay, maybe the writers hear us because I wholeheartedly believe that there were very last minute scene changes made for this episode after mm-hmm. the outrage last week, which is why I think maybe some of it felt choppy. I okay. really think that they were like, oh, we better fix this because the episode summary for this for this that was released. It was totally different. Nothing to do with what happened in this episode. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, um, I think they made some last minute scene changes. And um, part of me hopes that maybe this is, um, maybe they couldn't quite cut all the iFair Idon stuff because they'd already filmed it and they needed it to fill screen time. But, okay. Because iFair says to her, like, I've kind of been wrapped up in my own thing lately, mm. like in my own life. And so I'm hoping that that was like a little nugget of like, hey, we're going to fix her and like she's going to pay attention to the crap her mom's pulling and not be so obsessed with fighting over a man with Idon. That Fing- would fingers be crossed. Lovely. I mean, maybe I'm reading way too much into that, but right. it just gave me a little ray of hope. So anyway, sorry, Jaren, Melo. No, yeah, that would be great. So she she basically tells him about he's giving me till tomorrow to make mm-hmm. a decision. So um, then she asks Melo to get the red notebook, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then we get a little, oh, this is when Melo starts, you know, doing her spying. She gets Seiman and Semiha Hanam out of the room, but no such luck with the red notebook. Um, and then Serkan basically No, no, is, this is, that already happened, I think, right? I thought uh, they already. No, not yet. Oh, okay. With Sorry. The, with the red notebook? Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so then Baljuk comes in to see Serkan, and he's like, look, sorry about last night. I don't know what happened. I didn't have anything I'm allergic to. This is really weird. And she's like, oh, by the way, I let me explain why I, <laughs> I took one of your shirts without asking. That's the thing. I'm like, okay, um, you literally went through his stuff in his bedroom. I know. You are his employee. She crossed should, so many lines. You should be fired, but of Look, course, her looking through his his closet is the least of his worries. Right <laughs> after she spiked his drink with something that could have killed him. <laughs> so good grief! Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm all ready for Paris," and he's like. Oh, right. This this made it all the sweeter because he's oh, like, oh, I so forgot good. to tell you. <laughs> You're not coming. It's like, girl, you don't even register high enough on his radar for him to remember to tell you that you're not going to Paris. Oh, my gosh. And I loved it because he was just like, yeah, I'm going alone. Like, he's not overly apologetic or nope. anything. He's just like, yeah, you're not coming. So I said, boo-hoo, Balja. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. So freaking good. So she um, she yeah isn't coming. She walks out and then 
um, Pearl and Balja are chatting with the prince, and this is when we find mm-hmm. out Angan even tells Sirkon, like, yeah, I get goosebumps when he talks too. Like, they're like my hair's my hackles are up, something's guy. up. Yeah. Yeah. So um we already covered the meet cute fails. Mm-hmm. And then so Saman comes into Sirkon's office and he's like, Hope I'm not disturbing you. And I love it because Sirkon's like, actually, I'm working. You are disturbing me. And he's like, Well, I just wanted to talk, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, what he says something about like um, like I don't like I want to clear the air. I don't want something. But Sarah my Con- subs were really bad for this whole scene. I didn't really understand yeah. what was going on at all. Sarah Con basically was like, "Well, I'm I, this is my company, so like I could actually just kick you out if I felt like it." Essentially, so okay. and then Samen basically is, says, "You know." I'm just concerned about Edda, and I don't think you're good for her. And then Sarah Khan's like, oh, so we're going to speak openly now? Mm. Okay, let's speak openly. He's like, I don't trust you. And this is when Edda starts to overhear. Yes. And he's like, I don't want you anywhere near her. I don't want you approaching her. I don't want you near anyone I love or care about. Like, basically, mm-hmm. you're a shady dude, and I know it. Yeah. And so Edda walks in, and she's like, Sarah Khan, what's mm-hmm. going on? And um, the – Basically, Saman's like, oh, Sarkon misunderstood me. But mm-hmm. then he also, at least according to the subs, those could have been wrong, though. He says something like, but he got it right or something. And I was like, well, how did he misunderstand you and okay, get it right? That was a part that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and obviously whatever he said made Sarkon angry enough to kick his chair afterwards. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, what was it exactly that made him so angry? I know. And I should have asked Miriam last night, but I just – I wanted to get through the episode, and then no, I just yeah, forgot. I, I so, understand. Yeah, so but that yeah. was a little weird it interaction felt, between yes. the two of them. And whatever it was, it was clearly double talk that only he and Sarkon understood, and yes. Edda didn't. And then he does leave, and I love it because Edda pushes the prince's chair in that he left. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, Edda walks out like, okay, everything seems calm now. So she walks out without saying anything else. Yeah. And then, yeah, and Sarkon freaking kicks that chair, which yep. – Again, we've only seen him lose control. Uh, we can count on one hand how many times yep. in 27 episodes this man has lost control. And it's taken a lot. So, yeah, you're right. Whatever was exchanged between the two of them, mm-hmm. like, was not good. I have a feeling that whatever Seymen said basically confirmed Serkan's ideas of mm-hmm. him not being a good guy and not being trustworthy when it yeah. comes to the company or when it comes to Ida. Yeah. So I'm guessing he would just – I don't know if it was like a veiled threat mm-hmm. somehow or if he was just kind of being like, yeah, well, you think you know me, but maybe you don't know me as well as you should type mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah. So it wasn't a good interaction at no. all. So uh, we get a quick where Balja is basically being scolded by Semiha for being useless because she's <laughs> like – she's like, well, it's not my fault, mm-hmm. Semihana. What could I possibly do? Your grandmother, your granddaughter kicked me out. Uh-huh. <laughs> So then this is when Melo comes in after Balj is dismissed by Baba Ane. Yes. And um, – excuse me. Sorry, you guys. Usually I mute when I'm about to sneeze. Anyways, um, this is when Melo comes in and just flat out spills the coffee on her and is like yeah. – But, you know, plays it off as clumsy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's all just so that she can get her out of there. Uh Ed is already in the office. So yes. she runs out from her hiding place, takes pictures of all the stuff in the notebook, mm-hmm. and then gets on out of there. Yeah. Um, 
And then Ingen and Sir Connor saying goodbye. And Sir, or Ingen's trying to tell him, like, hey, man, why don't you take a few days there? Like, you deserve to relax. You this, you that. And Sir Connor's like, no, it's just for business. I'll be back tomorrow night. And he's yeah. like, by the way, is there anything you need while I'm in Paris? And Ingen's like, perfume. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's so random. <laughs> so, and Sir Connor's like, perfume. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so we get the little scene where Eda breaks in to mm-hmm. Semiyaha's house, and she ends up going down to the safe. Very fitting that she has a Medusa in her office. Yes, that that bust of Medusa. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, uh, but she catches her because she opens it, the envelope and it says, "Don't, don't you dare disobey your grandmother." <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> so stupid, so, so stupid. Uh, so she's like, "You thought you could play with me, little girl? Well, think twice." And Edda, what does she say? She, she, she says, like, we'll "You know, see, right?" What she says is, "You think you won? Just wait and see." So I'm like, mm. "Okay." Is that because now she's made a decision of what she's about to go do in this next scene? Or is it because there's something like maybe – because Edda has been saying to her since she came here, don't underestimate me, don't underestimate me, don't underestimate me. So maybe, maybe this was a whole false flag from Edda too. Like it's so funny that you say that because that was my fir- my immediate thought was that Edda has been planning something in the background this whole time. And was wanting to get caught. Like maybe she knew this is going to sound like that Friends episode where it's like, they know that we know that they know that we know. But right. I feel like she knew that Baba Ane didn't fully buy the relationship thing, but was going to keep pretending that she did think she bought it. Right. And go along. But really it was just to be like, okay, I'm going to play along with this even though I know she knows that I'm fooling her. But mm-hmm. so that she's focused on that. Meanwhile, I've got this happening behind the scenes. Because, because maybe Fifi's absence is because Fifi's getting stuff done for Edda. And totally. We want to keep the focus logical off. And would be in tune with Fifi and her background yep. and her mysteriousness. Uh-huh. And yeah, I could totally see that. And Edda wasn't really being the best spy this episode either. No. She was being pretty obvious every time she was, you know, quote, spying and watching mm-hmm. her and doing all this stuff. Yep. And it was – it almost seemed like a nod, like, oh, she's spying, but we know that grandma is onto her. And she knows that grandma knows she's exactly. onto her. Exactly. It's like the Again, whole – back to the we know that they know that we know. The yeah. messers have become the messies. <laughs> like, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So I could totally see that happening. I would love for that to be the situation yep. where in the next episode it's like – Oh, by the way, her hands are actually tied uh-huh. because I've already been working on this for so yeah. long. Like maybe the yellow envelope information is already in Edda's possession and she's passed or it off maybe, to Fifi or something. Or maybe Edda is the one who who gave her the envelope. Like yeah. she's the actual source and her spy has been working for Edda. And yep. I, who knows? Who knows? Or Fifi. Yeah. Maybe that guy works for Fifi yes. who was bringing uh, – uh, semi hahanam that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm like, I think she's double-crossing the double-crosser yeah. by, with that statement. Like, you think you won, but just you wait and see. Yep. And then the next scene, which I will, again, give credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. About the parallel. Yeah. About five seconds before she appeared, I was like, you know what would be a wonderful surprise is if it was actually Edda hiding on that plane. But I was saying it like 
of course I'm going to wish for this, but of course they're not going to do that. <laughs> right. And then the music, that different music started. Uh-huh. And I was like, hold on the live, on the live uh, reactions on Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, they actually did it. Like I had just finished recording a story that I was like, well, it would actually be nice if Edda was hiding on that plane, but like basically mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. And then she was hiding on that plane. Yeah. And it was so good because yeah, he asked the flight attendant for water. She goes back to get it. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely episode one, Sarah Con, because it's been like five seconds. And he's like, I asked for water. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, dude. Um, but then, of course, then we get the that star music. It's, yes. it's called Stars or something. Anyways, um, that song starts playing. And then we see that it's Edda behind the screen. And thank you uh, for finally st- – not putting her in knee-high boots with outfits that don't – that should not have knee-high boots. I'm so yes. sick of the knee-high boots on her. Because <laughs> they're over these, like, baggy pants or they're with these, like, really nice dresses that should have heels or ankle boots or something. But then it's just these big, wide <laughs> boots. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, Hyundai looks good because she's Hyundai, but, like – right. Anyways, so I loved the fishnets. I loved the little buckled over heel. Yes. I love that she was in all black. So she uh, walked. It was up. a nice little nod to that first outfit too, with her yes. other black dress that she yes. was wearing on as the first plane. The, yes, as mm-hmm. the flight attendant. Yeah. Um, so she brings out a tray and it has the rings on it, and it and she says, "I left all my fears and came, Sarkambolat." And then she asks, "Will you marry me?" Now, while I cheered initially when that happened, I was like, she still did not say, I love you. I'm madly yeah. in love with you. I will always love you. I'll like, be honest. I I would have – I might have appreciated her saying, I'm madly in love with you, Circumbola. Yep. More than a proposal. More than a proposal. 100% I will, agree. One, I will take the proposal. Sure. Yes. I yes. don't mind it at all. And nope. I feel like, sure, from here, okay, we've got this. This mm-hmm. feels pretty solid. And I'm okay with this being a foundation for new communication and mm-hmm. her establishing. Like, this is a good, nice establishing fact of her caring for him. Because yes. why else would she propose? Yes. Um, well, and it was also a nod to her dream when he proposed to her. Mm. And said, like, the only thing holding us back is our fear. Mm-hmm. So she – and obviously that dream was her subconscious. So that was her right. telling herself that it's your fear holding you back. Uh-huh. Which she finally let go of. Yes. And came to him. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole – they didn't do a typical DZ thing. Like, you know, it's the girl proposing to the guy, uh-huh. which is, like, unheard of, you know. Yep. Um, well, and, and it was so fitting because after all this, I was like, it had to be Edda. It, it had, had to be, be Edda because what – that's the ultimate commitment. Mm-hmm. Like, to say, like, I'm committed – I'm so committed to you, I want to marry you. Like, you know, if we want to nitpick too much, like, you know, back when they first got together and Idon was, like, trolling her, like, well, Sarkhan's going to want to get married. And she's like, no, he's not. I'm going to finish school. I'm going to finish this. Like, mm-hmm. But obviously, circumstances have changed. And so, you know, I do want to see her finish school, though. I do want that to be, like, a thing that happens. It's not just something that is thrown into the background noise. Um, But, yeah, like, her coming – him being surprised, like, what are you doing here? He's so happy. And then, yeah, the fact that she says that to him and he's just staring at her. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the episode ends. And we got a fragment right away. And, you know, 
and he asks in the fragment, like, are you real? Is this real? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody can blame you for asking that. Because, I know. Seriously. You know, like, we all want to know that, too. Um, and, you know, so I love that he asks that. And, of course, she's like, yes, it's real. I'm here and I'm not leaving you again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, guys, can we actually make her stick to that word, please? Yes, please. <laughs> because I think I've seen this film before. Oh, yeah. And I didn't like the ending. No. So, like, <laughs> can she please stick to her word? And also, again, I kind of mentioned this. Whether It seems like they get a phone call on the airplane. So they, I don't know that they actually go to Paris. I still hold out hope that they did a quick turnaround in Paris and have, like, dinner or something. Um, but Or, like, um, maybe they land in Paris and they're like, hey, let's find a priest to marry us. And then they come back and they're actually already married. <laughs> yep. I Honestly, may, I, I would not hate that one bit. So I tweeted an entire thread of basically – this was before the second fragment was released, but mm-hmm. basically saying um, – I want them to have secretly gotten married in Paris. Like, let's just tie the knot. We come back. Everything else we're doing is just for, like, tradition's sake. Like, you know. Um, But then that way, when Baba Ane ultimately – because, you know, she's like, oh, all of a sudden she's, like, in support of this just with one condition. And she's actually the one who, like, cuts the ribbon and stuff at the engagement thing. So she's obviously involved in it. Um, Right. But I'm like, yeah, we don't trust her. We don't just think all of a sudden you support this. Yeah. So whenever that support is then revoked, I want them to have a trump card basically, like to pull out of their pocket and be like, oh, well, too bad. We're actually already married. Bye. Yeah. Like that would be um, beautiful. I agree. Because then it's like, sorry, you can't do anything about this. Mm-hmm. It's legal. Legal yep. girlfriend. Yep. <laughs> so there's also some theories going around um, it from the second fragment when he – Re, like he also proposes back to her like will you mm-hmm. continue to be my light and will you marry me mm-hmm. and it looks like they're i thought that was supposed to be like a setup somewhere they went in paris like okay. because obviously they didn't really travel to paris covid right. and all that and budgets mm-hmm. i'm sure but i could see them building a little thing where it's like it's just supposed to be a little area they are right in paris and crystal in our group actually posted someone had posted a set photo and there's a clock that says like paris on it which hmm. i know you can buy those anywhere like there those are everywhere right but i'm almost wondering if that was meant to be like wherever it's hanging to be like look this was them in paris um and when he reproposes to her i thought that that happened in paris but someone else um on twitter named Catherine had a whole thread where she thinks that it happens in that original place where he first played the guitar for her because he's playing the piano for her in this new scene. Okay. Um, so she thinks it's in the same place that he played the guitar for her because okay. that is, I think, where they both first realized they or accepted that they have feelings for one another, if not are in love with one another. For Edda, right. it was it was during that hug afterwards because yes. you see yes. the dawning realization yep. on her face. And for him, it was when he dropped her off and hands her that guitar pick mm-hmm. and she gets so happy about it. And then that's the first time we see that one camera angle where he's – it's showing us that he's clearly just focused on her face and the way yes. he's looking at her. Like it, it hits him. So I think – um, that she has a really good theory that it could be that as well. Once they come yeah. back, he takes her there. He plays the piano for her. 
he proposes in his own way. Like mm-hmm. she asked him, but now he wants to ask her. And um, and that that would hold that special meaning because of what they both realized that night, but wouldn't vocalize for several more episodes. Right. Edda has still yet to vocalize uh, 20 episodes later. Um, but yeah, so I'll be happy with either one. I love mm-hmm. hers. I love, love, love hers just because of all the meaning that's held underneath it mm-hmm. um, or that would be held underneath it. But I also would just not be against them already being married so that they already have that to pull out and be like, well, if you ruin Sercon, yep. you're ruining me, who you claim to love and want the best for. But I'm a bull yes. lot now. And, you know. Yep. That would be that would be lovely. It would be a great, you know, ace ace in the, ace up the sleeve for them yes. to be able to whip out when it, when they actually needed to. So yeah. I'm hoping this bodes well for future things and uh-huh. the building of their relationship back up and yes. the two of them against the world yes and they spend that time on the airplane whether they have to turn back around and come back to istanbul whether they even never maybe they never even took off who knows right but i just i need her to lay everything out for him i need her to lay it all out for him yes they need to communicate that's so important like real real communication yes like i i know that there's and don't get me wrong i appreciate that they are utilizing their chemistry well Mm-hmm. I appreciate that they had all that tense jealousy build up and it led to the bookcase and lamp night. Right. Just for me, though, those things don't replace good storytelling and right. I still need good storytelling to happen. Um, yeah. Good good storytelling is the main course mm-hmm. and the other stuff, those are the lovely side dishes that yes. complement that main course. And but the the good story is really what we actually need. Mm-hmm. So I I agree with you. I know other people might disagree with that, and they would rather have those super hot moments. But mm-hmm. I feel like for you and me, they don't make up for a storyline that's lacking. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious to see where they go with all this, especially because in the second fragment, Edda has clearly either is passing out or she's been dosed with something. Yeah. And that, there's a lot well, of people who think it's the, the – There's the ladder. Well, a lot of people think it's the prince. I wouldn't put it past Balja to have done something, though. Like, she was willing to poison the man she supposedly loves, so what wouldn't she be willing to do to the woman she sees as being in the way of that? Um, yeah. But someone yeah. said when they're saying her name at the end, like, Edda, Edda, one of them sounds like Saman saying it. Like, any oh, other one sounds see, like Sarakon. Okay. Yeah, it sounded like Sarakon to me, and he sounded like he was scared. Right. Which would track – I mean, it would track with either one. Mm-hmm. But part of me was like, okay, did they cut his vocals over that scene specifically to make right. it misleading? Yeah, because they do that all the time in fragments. They have them yeah. vo- vocalizing things during a scene that they don't actually vocalize during that scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's – I'm interested in that. Yeah. Yep, because that happens on henna night because she's in that red dress. So mm-hmm. I love that they're speeding up this wedding too. Like we want to get married, yes. and and Let's I have to do it. Yep, and I have to know because at at the proposal at the formal proposal night, they ha- took a group photo and posted it like mm-hmm. um, as like a behind the scenes, like a high a high quality one, like the DZ photographer did it. Mm-hmm. It but everyone's sitting there all dressed up, whatever, because you know it's proposal night. But if you zoom in on Angan, he is all disheveled. 
Like his oh yeah, they, well didn't he post pictures to his Instagram too? He's like dirty. Yes, he looks like he's been roughed up mm-hmm. a bit. So who knows how dangerous Pearl's dad is? Right. I think we're gonna find out next episode. Well, and they were posting all this behind the scenes of them like paintballing in the forest, and there is not a hint of that in those fragments. So I really wonder how that's gonna come in. Aww. I mean, we've got two hours to fill. I there's I'm sure there's plenty to that we didn't see. Right. But like, I'm really curious where the paintballing comes into all of this and then how they're going to wind up. I can't remember what city they're in, but they're out of town. It's like, it's like Ontalia mm-hmm. wintertime. They're not in Ontalia, but it's going to be like an Ontalia 2.0 in the winter. So, cause they're okay. all at a hotel and stuff right now, which is I'm assuming for episode 28. So I'm just really like, okay, what do you have up your sleeves? And Nestle Han was like, guys, so much like we're going to get a, um, Basically, things are changing. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be this starting in episode 29. So I remember that. I'm like, are we going to get a time jump? Are we like – interesting. Like – or is it this just going to be like the Bolots are married and now we're into this chapter of their lives Mm -hmm. as a married couple? Like Hmm. um, where we're actually going to see them domestic for a while without it being the end of the show? Like – can you imagine no. what a wonderful world that I, would be? <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Um, oh. So anyways, just all this stuff up in the air that I'm like super, super curious about. Mm-hmm. So um, anyhow, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like I said, yeah. I think it's pretty clear that the writers read our tweets, <laughs> which is like weird. Um, I know I was it Ruby? I was like, I was like, Ruby, what else can we bully them into? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, because yeah, like I said, I am con- I am convinced that a few things weren't maybe necessarily in the script. And then it was like, oh, like, especially because they released a fragment on Monday. It was like, hurry, let's film all this on Sunday and then make a fragment of it Monday to shut them up because they're <laughs> like, they're going crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, and then one of the, several of the writers, actually, at least two of them, the sweet, sweet girl, the Senchal Kapama news girl on Twitter, she posted a, a meme where it was like, I, I don't remember what the exact thing was. It was a scene from Senchal Kapama, but it was basically someone getting like strangled or slapped and like the person getting strangled or slapped was, it said, uh, Senchal Kapama writers. And then it was like, fandom (laughs) is the one who's like punching them. Well, she did – of course, she didn't tag them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they not only saw it, but, like, retweeted it. Oh, my gosh. And one of them wrote, like, script writing is hard. Like <laughs> – and that poor girl was like, I'm so sorry. It was a joke. Like, I didn't tag you. I didn't mean for you to see it. Like – and I don't blame her. I love that she didn't take it down, though, because that is how a lot of us felt after 25, especially yeah. with that weirdo ending with the whole picture. And because that hasn't been brought up again, like I said, I'm hopeful that it's like it's just going to be a plot hole that we all pretend never happened. Like we're all just going to pretend. <laughs> I it think didn't the happen. whole fandom would be in agreement that like we can just let that go. Uh-huh. And we can just yep. You don't need to wipe explain it. From it. Our memories. Yeah. <laughs> we'll all go watch that movie that Sarah Connor and Edo watched where, yep. you know, Eternal we'll, Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine yep. and we'll all wipe our memories clean of that, of that scene. That episode will just end with Edda breaking Sarah Khan's heart and then mm-hmm. that's it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so, so funny. Anyways. <sighs> all right. Well, um, we went a lot longer than I thought. 
um, we were going to considering we compressed so much. But anyway, so uh, yeah, thank you guys for sticking with us. Sorry again if the audio sounds weird. I won't know until after we finish recording and I go into editing mode. Um, but yeah, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for not just tuning in every week, but like enthusiastically being like, when's the new episode? Like, mm-hmm. I love that you guys look forward to it so much. Um, and yeah, so anyways, uh, do you guys have any theories or anything about like what's going to go down next episode? Where mm-hmm. is headed? Like, I'm curious because there's just so many ways this could go. So tweet me, um, Instagram us, all that good stuff. I want to hear your mm-hmm. theories. So uh, anyways, I think honestly, I think that's it. Uh, are you going to be able to live watch Saturday? I don't know. I'll be with the boys. Oh, so that's right. That's right. Got, maybe I'll just nephews. hijack their huge TV. They nice. they they know though. They'll, yeah. they'll be like, "Oh, is this your Turkish show?" Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I so, love that. They're really cute. I think they think it's funny and kind of cool that I have a podcast. And yeah, they're so funny. I love that. Yeah. yeah, they can they can dress Zuzu up again and make her a castle and all that. There we go. <laughs> yes. That yeah, my nephews love Zuzu, and the last time we watched the boys for my sister and brother-in-law, um, mm-hmm. they, like, made her a castle, and they made her a crown. It was <laughs> so funny and cute. So, it was, like, while we were recording a podcast episode, <laughs> it right? It was. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, okay, we'll watch Zuzu. We'll make sure she's quiet. It was so <laughs> cute. <laughs> <laughs> hey you know i don't know i don't think we did have any zuzu barking in that episode no yeah they love her they love her so much it's really cute yeah so, so. anyways you guys all right well one maybe one maybe both mm. of us will be live watching you'll know i'll i'll tweet that yeah. morning but um yeah either way looking forward to finding out what the heck they have up their mm-hmm. sleeves for for our DZ. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys again. You know how to find us on everything. Links are all in the episode notes. Uh, you can find links also in all the bios on our social media and all that good stuff. So, other than that, we will be back next week with uh, breaking down whatever the heck happens on 27. <laughs> so, until next time. Good as shit is. Post call.